Everybody, this episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium in Hollywood, California. You have been hearing me talk about it nearly since the beginning of this podcast. If you haven't gone yet, why? If you don't live in the Los Angeles area, then I get it. But why wouldn't you visit the Los Angeles area? There's so much to see and do. Like an improv show by Andy. Or me at a Starbucks. Uh, But... An actual fun thing you can do. Well, Andy's actually fun. Me at a Starbucks, not so much. Uh, but a genuinely enjoyable time you could have is by uh, visiting the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium. It's got so much for you to believe or not, and you can get in with a special buy one, get one, just by being a fan of this podcast. After 5.30 p.m., you walk in there and you say, hey, I heard about this on Star Trek The Next Conversation, they'll say, hey, how would you like to buy one, get one? That's right, two people for $20 after 5.30 p.m. Thanks, Ripley's. Podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everybody, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. My name is Matt. My name is Andy. Andy. Oh, there we go. Fire the engines up. Sorry, they weren't, uh, they weren't going. I was about to let the bridge in and something was terribly wrong. You know, if uh, Jordy had some confidence for no real reason, we could probably have him do something to the O's engines. This episode is so fucking weird. It's a very, <laughs> very strange episode. I will say it's it's... Better than I thought it would be because it wasn't the same sort of plot that I was... I mean, you know, in the last act of the show, it became that episode that we've seen a thousand times. Right. But the whole... Honestly, let's... Let's get in. We're going to talk. God, I have so many things to say. I also think that Will Wheaton was written... That was a scene written for Patrick Stewart that they pulled him out of and put Will Wheaton in because they're like, shit, we didn't put Will in the episode. We're going to talk about it. Which scene is that? When he's talking to the mother, to his mother at dinner (laughs) that was gonna be a picard scene no that's what it felt like to me none of the whatever we're gonna get to it i have so much to say about this episode and matt would you have them watch this episode no no i mean sure it's weird okay i don't did you like it i know we'll get to it but um i I thought it was weird and i would say you can pass on this one i want to talk about this so much that i think we're gonna skip everything today and (laughs) just do the andes i give it four andes thanks everybody bye gosh i hope that's not the score that really ruins the four you just spoiled the end of our podcast (laughs) you know what's funny is like I don't think anyone is hanging on pins and needles waiting. You have not seen the emails where these people shouted us about MVCs. Brad well, Arrington MVCs. has that's lost not, Has anyone ever argued about our, our Andes? How many Andes we give it? That's a good point. No, no every once in a while they're like, thorough, yeah, I don't. we give it thorough. Right, I mean, we thoroughly go through it. Right. Well, we do that with MVCs too. Yeah, I mean, the MVC is a fake thing we'd made up, but the Andes are real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Andy. 
What's uh, what's happening? We need here? to get into the Admirals Club, buddy. Oh, sure do. And that's just this handy dandy door. It sounds a lot like ten forward, but it's not. Oh yeah, here we go. Hi. How do they get into the Admirals Club, Matt? Well, you know, like the song, the outdated jingle says, uh, sure. you go to iTunes and leave a five-star review. That's Apple Podcasts, everybody. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. Tell the world all your feelings about this show. Could be negative. Just leave a five-star review. That's all we care about. The first one's from LD66. He's Lucky uh, Dog. 66. His review is entitled, Is This the Door to the Admirals Club? Yes, it is, LD66. <laughs> you found it. Um, I held off listening as they covered the first two seasons of TNG because Why? It's the first two seasons of TNG, Matt. I get That's it, why. but like we entertained ourselves and hopefully some people in the audience. Well, the, as as LD six 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 says, but the podcast is so fun. I'm now going back and listening to all the old episodes. We did it. We did it. We made him watch a lot of bad TV. Um, the other Mike Oliver says a small capsule shot into space. Of all the Star Trek podcasts, I've had the pleasure of listening to <laughs> Star Trek TNC is the most at human. That's right. Do you think um, we're? I in think a, that's probably true. Are we in a Mark uh, Mark Six torpedo? casing anyway. possibly mm. being shot down mm. to it could be a mark four i honestly I the roman the numeral appears in my head and i just don't remember which one it is is uh, it they shot it down it seems convenient what, that they, they shot, just laid it down there they, it's got their own, they have their own navigational system you know what i mean inside the torpedo so you're good you no can, i mean you can, it's you can just plop that. interesting it's a mark six it's how come it didn't six. burn up uh, oh, it's a torpedo didn't burn up? That was, remember when it was, you don't, because you never went to it, but that that was on display at the, uh, and you could touch it, at the Star Trek <gasps> Experience in Las Vegas. Oh, I wish I'd been there. That I would have loved to have touched. Oh, come on. This is the whole exhibit. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, God. That was the best pictures. place in the Are world. Are those yours pictures? That's Treasure oh, that's Island. Flicker. No, it's somebody's uh, flicker. I love Treasure Island, too. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I love all Disney World. Be hello, computer, computer. If anybody can get me into Club 33, that's the only thing I want to it's the only thing left in Andy's life. Once he's Gosh, achieved it. that, it will be full. Well, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Nothing's going to fill that gaping hole. Uh, anyway. Doctor, would you join me in performing surgery on a torpedo? Fascinating. It's from Star Trek Six. Anyway, go oh, ahead. I don't remember that. Um, beep, 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 so anyway, beep, we're done with the Admiral's beep, Club beep, if you want to get us into the President's Circle. That's my impression of the torpedo tracking the heat signature of the uh, Klingon, cloaked Klingon bird of prey from Star Trek oh, Six. Gotcha. It sounded very similar, by the way, to the shield dropping with the prefix code in Star Trek Oh, II. sure. Well, hang on. One more door. Nerds. And then we'll hit the big one. It's the President's Circle, everyone. Okay. Weirdly, I think we should talk to Captain Picard. About what? About uh, getting some new door mechanisms, like the ones they have on the aft turbo lifts. That, Remember Menage a Troy when that he's trying sideways? to make something up? <laughs> no. He's trying to make something up to get wa- uh, rid of to get away from oh, right, right, right. and that's what he makes up <laughs> but then I hit the button for the door sound yeah. and nothing happened so we might actually need some new door mechanisms it may be, may be true on the president's circle 
doors. You know what? Maybe you've just been working out so much, Matt, that you're too light and it doesn't even sense that you're in front of it. Oh, Andy, I weigh this. I've weighed literally within a half a pound of what I weigh right now for the last month and a half. I feel like you look slimmer, so well, maybe you're just, you know what? You're just maybe walking with more confidence. Maybe it's just my posture so much better. Speaking of good posture, I'm seeing a lot of it here in the United Federations of Planets well, President Circle, so Andy. Proud. Do these people have any names? They sure do, and I'm going to rattle off some of them that aren't in our Patreon, if you want to do All right, all right. <laughs> the President's, uh, our Patreon, which is Yay! www. <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. I hope someone, I genuinely hope someone is WWW and they don't put a dot in because you didn't say it. Oh, did like, it didn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> this doesn't work. This is what they said. I will say we, you gave the wrong email at one point. Oh, of course I did. Why and not? then someone tweeted at me, I can't reach you guys. It's the wrong email. What was it? The What was the one? What is our email address? Our correct email is sttncpod at gmail. There we go. Uh, dot com. Yeah, we couldn't get, for some reason, we couldn't get Star Trek TNC at Gmail. No. And it doesn't seem like anybody, eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the Patreon, if you want to look us up, is just Star Trek TNC. And um, and uh, if you want to join the lieutenant's level, you get an extra bonus pod. If you join the United Federation of Planets President Circle, you get access to the President Circle. You get discounts in our... In our imaginary merch store, yeah, which will be up someday, and a second bonus episode, and you get a second bonus episode. And I know you're all thinking, man, did they put up a bonus episode yet? Because it's nearly the end of August, and guess what? Andy and I have some work to do. We do, but you got two coming. There's if you're in the president circle, and you got one coming if you're a lieutenant. And we're going to rattle off a list of names of our of our 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 heroic president circle members. Um, and uh, the first three I'm going to mention uh, yelled at me in all form of social media that I had overlooked their uh, them slipping in before the uh, the cutoff. I'm really hoping these last ones yeah. <laughs> that I overlooked. Jamie Tibbetts sent us 76 cents hailing from USS Crub Cree. Please enjoy this 76 cents, the balance of my PayPal account. Nice. Josh Stafford sent us $10.22, a small uh, thanks from... For all the Pod Geek Entertainment, thirteen ninety Canadian, which nice. as I type this exchanges to ten dollars and twenty two cents U.S. In honor of the Kobayashi Maru, the ultimate no win scenario. Uh, Mike McKenzie sent us eleven dollars and four cents. This is all the money I have on. Ooh, there's another one. Is that the same one? Ooh, they all no, no. People have balances. Everybody's you know? clearing like out you... their PayPal accounts for us. This is all the money I have in my PayPal account. Just wanted to get it into the President's Circle while I can. You guys rock. Keep it up. Thank you, Mike. Oh, Mike, thank you. And now, Andy, guess what? What's that, pal? We've ushered them out. Okay. And, and now we can have Well, they get to stay. Now, the, the, get out of here, guys. What? Oh, we're going to usher in cold. all of the... We're ushering in all of the Patreon people now. Okay. Oh, it's, oh, cool. it's, a very it's lively crowded. here. Yeah, look at them rushing in. They're trying to get oh, to the... Oh. We got s'mores. There's a s'mores uh, oh, set up today. S- with a heating element, not an open flame. Element, I'm sorry, flame, again, no. as we explained last year. Right. Last year? Was that podcast last year? It's no, possible. it was literally a week ago. Picard says that if you cook it over a true open flame, that the s'mores taste but tastes just a little bit different. Picard says that. Isn't doesn't he? Doesn't he's the one who's always pushing? Oh, you, I guess you, you? Riker said it about the eggs. Oh yeah, the legendary eggs. Oh, I thought you were referring to when they're toasting marshmallows in Star Trek Five. Oh no, marshmallows. That's what. Uh, Spock calls them. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a bad joke. <laughs> I look forward to that one. 
it'll never happen. Anyway, Andy, uh, look, I was going to start talking about our patrons and giving them a shout do out, it. but it looks like you have content there that you need to do. No, the content's the hail. I thought, I thought the, what does this say? Idea for Patreon shout out? Is it an idea you had, but have you yet to tell me? The, oh, that, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I was going to. Are you going to tell me now or before? That's a message. I can, I can play it now if you wanted to play it now. When were we going to play it? During the hails? Yeah. Oh, I see. Well, guys, sorry to interrupt everybody here. Enjoy your s'mores. Uh, well, that does say incoming message, so maybe you're right. This was my plan. Here's the incoming message. Uh, where is Oh, it? guys, I saw Andy's there thing. There it is. Captain, incoming message. Incoming message. Okay. Um, and the incoming message is... From Cosmo Moore, our old friend Cosmo Moore. Yes. Hey, Andy, after listening to this week's episode, heard you guys try to figure out an alternative to shout out. You could send them subspace messages. Mediocre, I agree. Subspace messages are different than hailing. Subspace travels at warp 9.999999 and is the fastest means of communication. But when the Enterprise is out there pretty far, it can take hours, if not days, for a subspace message to read Starfleet Command. It's time for our subspace message. Uh, sorry. It's time for our subspace transmissions to our lovely Patreon patrons. Patrons. Wow, yeah, really Cosmo. Here we go. It's our subspace transmission. That's AKA a shout out. Uh, here we go, everybody from this is the rest of you guys that were in uh, for the month. You joined in July, so you're getting your names read in August. Um, and uh, here we go. Uh, Andrew Ingman, welcome to the Patriots President Circle. Daniel Cost. I don't have enough light here. I think it's Kostelek. Kostelek. Uh, Christopher Colbert. Colbert. Do you think he's a Colbert or a Colbert? Um, is Colbert the way it's usually said? or is Colbert that is him? the French way. Here, just take that one and then I'll read off this one. Okay. Uh, and I'm reading from here. Yeah, just keep reading those names, right? And then don't skip any of them, and I'll start on this list. Okay. I need uh, I need some McCoy-style oh, glasses, I think. <laughs> well, they're they're Kirk-style. See, Kirk wears... He's allergic to retinox. No, five. I understand, but McCoy so gave McCoy's them style. No, I, I mean, they're, it, they're, once they're put on they're, Kirk, right, it's his Kirk, style. Right, fine, fine. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Catherine Shimmons. Uh, Stevie Marie Nickel. Thank you so much. Paul Sharp. Sharp move, buddy. Axel F. I'm assuming, of course. Brian Foley. Brian Gillette. <laughs> Undeadpool 13 no, is Axel F, by the way. We did this last time. This is Sir Reginald Pennybottom again. No, I mentioned him. I read down oh, the list I see and read pulled down the list. that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got, you got two mentions for the price of one, Well, buddy. I mean, look. He's Sir Reginald Pennybottom. How can you not? Mark Mitchell. Uh, Lisa Gomez, thank you. Patrick Benoit. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's probably not. Juan Duchesne, thank you. Jason Quayle, good job. Oh, Josh Bald, good friend. Doug, Doug Atkinson. Jason Sinclair. Alan L. Joe Fermanek. Amber Rehack. Oh, it's Tyler Rosewood, everybody. Mallory Duke, you're the Duke of TNC. Oh, Kevin. Kevin, way to go. <laughs> I'm out. Oh, well, here's some more, Andy. Lauren Gleason is also on board. Oh, and, Lauren Gleason. Uh, I remember even she's great. hails from her. Yeah. Nice lady. Roho, Roro, <laughs> Roro, U-Boat. Roro, U-Boat. Oh, cool. <laughs> Richard Davis. Anthony Rideout. That's a pretty good name. That's a great name for a hero. Andrew Burrow. Lissy D. Uh, and then we have Derek Westover. And, uh, of course, our... 
perpetual favorite, Mike Mann. Now, Andy, I, of course, made this list thinking that we had a whole other week to do in August, and we don't. So we essentially have to read all the way down to Brandon Davis. Oh, very good. All right. Merrick Busefield? I would Busefield? say Boosefield. Boosefield. Uh, By oh, the way. Uh, Merrick, please boost the field. Nice. <laughs> See? It was a very uh, <laughs> Star Trekky thing. Amanda Yan. Andrew Witzel. The Kimbies. The Kimbies? The Kimbies. I fucked that up. Robert, oh. Robert Olson. Uh, Sean. <laughs> nice, Sean. Keep it simple. Brett Jarnett. J- uh, sorry, Brett Jarrett. Brett Jarrett. Very clear. Jillian L. Randles. Paul Brisk. Draws, draws oh, Paul very Brisk. Beautiful he did that logo that you see at the top of the face group. Uh, Nate Richman. Uh, Brandon Davis. Yes, Brandon Davis uh, doubled up his shot out. And, and of then, course, there's uh, good old Hubert Uredia. I think we read him last week, too. Whatever the case. Oh, you know what I did? I just jumped into August. I just want to make sure we've covered everybody. We've covered everybody. Okay, as long as everybody's gotten at least one shout-out. We've covered everybody through August the 6th. So, basically, if they signed up in yeah. July... Yeah, they've gotten their shout-out for okay. a month. And if, you've, if you signed up in July and you got skipped, you can send one of the classic TNC complaining emails to me, and uh, we'll give you two next month. I don't know why um, you'd want to. I don't know. Well, you know, it's important. Well, you know what else is it's important? It's what we're offering them. The rest of this program. Thank you, President Circle members. You guys are truly And I will favorites. say, again, if you, uh, if you go in to where your name is entered and you put the proper pronunciation of your name in phonetically in quotes yeah. then uh, it will help us out or if you want to make up a cool name or whatever you want us to be, want to be called put it in quotes and if Roro U-Boat is a real name you win alright Andy said Matthew yes sir I am going to open the hails well let me get out of here Oh, no. I opened the hails in, in the president's circle. Oh, this is ridiculous. Oh, they're completely annoyed. They uh, don't like that kind of uh, riffraff opening their hails in there. Well, thank God I played that sound effect. I just couldn't hear it over your jingle. We're in the, we're, we're in the Admiral's Club. Oh, great. Well, we have to get out of the Admiral's Club. Well, too. luckily, we took the most direct route. We're already in the hallway. We skipped all the doors. <sighs> How did I do it? Andy never knows how many something doors are going to be here. This is one of those episodes where something is malfunctioning and it seems small and then it becomes bigger and bigger and then they talk about it forever. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I already opened the hails. I'm not going to open them again. I'll show you. It just can't be done. Um, first one is from Darnell Smith. He says, in regards to saying captain, we had some debates last week about... Oh, of like when you yeah. walk by the captain, you should say captain. This is going to be a very... Uh, Military. Folks in the service heavy hailbag this week. Good. They're our favorite uh, listeners because they actually fascinating. Uh, do something. There are a lot. There are a lot that I think most of them are TNG fans. Uh, Thank you for your service, me. ladies and gentlemen. Some and, might be uh, TOS fans. You're but... uh, heroes and uh, you are in the Starfleet of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Which Thank is you. not Space Force, which is fake. Sure. Okay. But it's a good start. I mean... Just you, the name is a good We start. don't want to get into the politics of it, but Space Force is... Uh, it's Look, a nice place to now start. Now arguing with the Force or Space. <laughs> or is it dumb? Anyway, hey guys. Do you need midi chlorians to join the Space Force? <laughs> Why are you tying it to Star Wars? Nah, Why are you just, tying the dumb thing to Star Wars? Because the name's dumb. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway. In regards to saying captain, says Darnell Smith. Yes. Former sailor here. Of I course, you this. acknowledge the captain when he walks by. You don't want to look like a dick. You yeah. politely say captain or see good afternoon sir that's what i want a couple of protocol things matt oh i love it people only salute superiors outside and when wearing a cover hat helmet etc okay really interesting uh saying things like attention on deck or captain on the bridge is at the discretion of the commander picard is buttoned up but he has a diplomatic leadership style is uncomfortable with lots of attention so he probably relaxes such protocols side note on a submarine this was interesting the bridge is actually called the control room so when the captain walks in we'd say captain's in control uh and he'd say damn right i am (laughs) submarines are fun darnell i'd love to know your opinion on of the of the the classic movie down periscope oh yeah i love that movie frazier plus military i genuinely genuinely love that movie I don't know that I've seen it all the way through. Uh, sounds like a bonus pie. No one wants that. Right, well, write it and tell me. Uh, you know, you know what we got to do. Eh, never mind. I was going to say make a uh, start make- a podcast called the Marvelous Mrs. Mazels. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was pitching again to me that we uh, we watch. All, we I watch- want to do. I wanted. I wanted to talk to Andy about Avengers: Age of Ultron. Right. I'm sorry, not Age of Ultron. Well, that too. Infinity but War? Infinity War Part yeah. One before Part two comes out next may i have a feeling there's so many characters in that that might show the seams of my my marvel knowledge but but, I'm but here's what it. i'm saying Andy. yes i'm saying we start with iron man so we have time to no what i'm saying is like we watch we have 17 weeks before the movie comes out uh-huh we should just fucking plow through them you don't want to start with the punisher movies from the 90s <laughs> no it has to be in the cinematic universe so oh, the we're MCU. gonna have to we're gonna have to watch I iron see. man and then we're gonna have to watch the ed norton hulk movie etc is that included in it yeah he's it doesn't start same, with that's the same banner because right. iron man is at the not, end of the movie not banner though ironically eric banner wow blowing my mind huh that's like how a boston guy would say bruce banner <laughs> <laughs> You Banner? <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> you Bruce Banner? Oh, Eric Banner. I used oh, to play Bruce Banner. Oh, you played Banner. Bruce yeah, Banner. Yeah. No, oh, Banner. Gotcha. Banner. <laughs> yeah, Banner. No, uh, okay. <laughs> Sir, I'm going to go now. Um, all right. Here's another one. Wes's promotion from Brandon Davis, who I think we just gave a shout out to. BD, what's up? Matt and Andy. He's got um, some real BDE. Brandon Davis Energy. <laughs> going to be a weird one, guys. This is fitting the uh, the episode. I'm very tired. Picard actually commissioned Wes- Wesley as an ensign since uh, it is the first officer rank instead of promoting him. Uh, apparently in Starfleet, a captain has this power, not something uh, I think can happen in the U.S. military. During war, there are field promotions for officers and enlisted, mm-hmm. but not sure about field commissions. Andy's right in that once he becomes an ensign, there's no need to go to the academy because he's already commissioned officer. Go Navy, beat Army. Brandon. <gasps> Brandon, look, I enjoy the Navy quite a bit, but my, my father's an Army man, so. Oh, really? So you take that kind of talk out outside, mister, with a hat, and then you can salute captains. I support all the armed forces. Andy's uh, bopping around. It looks like he's uh, really just uh, humming along to this computer here. What has he fired up? What have you fired up, Andy? There's a voice hail, and I think it's also protocol related. Here we go. Hey guys, Cameron from Arkansas here. Uh, in regards to um, Naja Toy, Troy, where y'all were talking about the uh, Wesley getting promoted to full instant, mm-hmm. I've always equated that to like, you know, 
I'm ex-military. I was in high school ROTC and all that. When you do three years of high school, three years or more of high school ROTC mm-hmm. and join the military, you become an automatic E3 instead oh, of E1 wow. at basic training level. So I kind of equated it to that since he's kind of like in a Starfleet ROTC, uh-huh. living on the Enterprise, working as an acting ensign. He would walk in the door at Star Trek, Starfleet as a full-blown ensign anyway instead of having to earn it uh, like the rest of his classmates. Just what I've always thought. Talk to you guys later. Thanks. Thanks for the thanks for the hail. I never I didn't realize that E three uh, was given to ROTC three year people. I, I didn't realize it either. I knew very little about the military my, my for someone like who's so e fascinated with it. Fourteen or something like that. What does that mean? He's, I'm sure he'll correct me when he hears this. Does your dad listen too? Uh, my mother will probably be like, "Look out, John!" That's <laughs> my impression. Of I will not listen to that crap. John Matthews talking about you on a podcast. Oh, I'm not going to listen to that crap. Uh, no, my dad close. doesn't really no. have doesn't as have thick a of an accent, accent as my mother, who no. refuses to admit that she has one. <laughs> Dory's mother is the same way. She also has a crazy thick Boston accent, but refuses to admit it. Have we talked on this podcast about the news? No. <laughs> We got to talk about the news, guys. We are having Galaxy's Child here. That's an episode of Star Trek. They're pregnant. Well, They're pregnant for is now. That... Yeah, Dory's. Uh, I mean, Dory yeah, stuff happens. Positive so. uh, results, but like this is the. I mean, yes, everything. Anything can happen. Technically, it's a yes, crazy Dory situation. is pregnant, and we are very uh, happy and hopeful uh, that soon uh, Riker Falcor Myra will be born. <laughs> <laughs> Feels only fair that you get to name him <laughs> or her. Do you know if it's a he or her? It's a he. Yeah, it's we a he. know that because oh. of uh, you know all the science we've done to try to sure. have this miracle child. Wow. Yeah. Did, did you screen it out so he'll be able to transfigure like the character in this? We're hoping that this is the next stage in human evolution. Oh boy, it must be. Can't wait until my godson takes over the world. Oh, Andy, you can't just get godson given to you by saying that. You what have you to mean? earn it in a series of physical feats. You're going to give it to Gourley, aren't you? You have to. I want you to be able to carry uh, 50 pound sandbags. Oh, up well, I'm out already. Up, see, there you go. Because I'm assuming that when the child's born, it will be at least 50 pounds. It is my son. Well, congratulations, buddy. And congratulations. Is Dory still there? Congratulations to you, too, Dory. Falcor's gonna love you. I didn't even hug her because I was so I was right. so distracted by saving Bo again. Oh, guess what, everybody? <laughs> let's just let's just unpeel this onion. What does that mean? <laughs> does anyone ever say that? Is that a thing it. anyone That's ever says? That's a great one. <laughs> Especially for a podcast, because all we're doing is peeling an onion and, and crying. Us we're all cry. we're doing exactly. is crying. Um, so you know, very similar scenario to the time that Bo got out and Andy saved Bo's life, as he says, and I gave him one quarter at MVC. <laughs> um, but this time, it was Dory who was in charge of the door situation, and I believe that she pulled a mat and allowed Bo to just run out into Andy's open legs yeah. and threw them. I had a coffee, I had stuff oh. in my hands. And Andy just, he, he jumped into action, which is actually, it's funny, uh, so Dory did exactly what I did that she got mad at me about. And um, <laughs> then when she when that happened, I could see that she was still a little pissed off. And then I decided to make a fun joke that Andy and I had planned this just so we could say, see, you did exactly what Matt did. It was a good time. We we're having a great marriage. It really seemed to soften the, uh, the tension. <laughs> did you did you want to have a counter uh, counter argument, Dory? 
She's busy. busy. She's, She's busy dealing doing... with her own podcast. She just got back from New York. She's doing having quite a important. time over there. Um, um, she's she's uh, keeping a little little shuttle in the main cargo bay. You know what I mean? Nice. Well, you keep it in the shuttle bay. I don't know why you'd have it in the cargo bay. <laughs> <laughs> what what would it be? Would that be the what are they called there? The Ebaz? The shuttle? I don't know. Bay? I don't know that. The saying. Ebaz is one. No, it's the name of it. Oh, Elbaz? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, or the Galileo, Galileo, or you know, sure. or the or the Leviticus. Galileo Myra. No, can't do it. Why? It's just too um, Italian. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out. Yeah. Secunda Myra. <laughs> Secunda Myra. It's pretty cool. I mean, there's so many great names that are already taken by people in her family, and she doesn't like any of the names that I have, like uh, Batman. Uh-huh. Batman, Batman Myra oh, would be man. a cool name. Bruce Wayne Myra? Yeah, Jean-Luc Myra she's not going for. Jean-Luc is great. Beverly Myra. <laughs> Well, that one's not in play anymore. <laughs> unless you really want to make his life terrible. Oh, uh, Deanna Myra. <laughs> Jordy Myra is kind of nice. I can't name a child Jordy. She won't allow it. <sighs> I've tried. I've tried to get all these names back. Past you know, her. You know what the problem is? Enterprise Myra. She's not going for it. If you would just let her not involve herself in Star Trek at all, instead of trying to get her involved over the years, she wouldn't know any of these names are tied to Star Trek. And you could have just dropped it in. Well, I never like, really tried to force her to get involved in Star Trek at all. No, uh, how does she but know she's that just aware Trek? of it because I, I talk, talk about, about it endlessly. It <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, um, I am sitting here staring at a beautiful painting of Benjamin Sisko. Oh man, it really gifted by Andrew Secunda in the previous week's episode, Transfigurations Part One. I Have do a listen. gotta say, what if with, someone goes like looking for that episode that doesn't exist, Transfigurations Part One? They're like, wait, this is Part Two? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I can't. Let this be spoilers. <laughs> Believe me, this episode doesn't matter if there's anything spoiled. Nothing happens. Um, okay, we got uh, another one from Frederick Rombouts, uh-huh. who I believe might have been the Frederick that we met in Vegas. Uh, cool. Either way, nice, Guys, to, he nice says. to hear from you. Guys, he says, here's my amateurish attempt at some new sound files for the show. Uh, a lot of people wrote us about this. Matt's amnesia is now officially a thing, especially after, after these last two weeks of Matt's perhaps understandably, failing to recall mediocre, if noteworthy, season one episodes. Literally, the arsenal of freedom. I've never seen a a mediocre episode tweeted at me more. (laughs) Although forgetting them would have been more forgivable forgivable if up-and-coming Trekkie young Mr. Secunda didn't have total recall of them. Secunda! You know what it is? It's like... Secunda's mind. I have a suppressed... Like, I suppressed that, right? And then then we unearthed it in a session. And then I put it back away. The Arsenal of Freedom. For me, because this is all new to it's me. It's all fresh to you. Those episodes also are more trauma. <laughs> so well, it's also like, my look, we, you know, we're at 70 episodes, right? Or yeah. something like that of, uh, of of TNG. Right. And I have I have a further 109 in my head. Sure. So, like, come on. That said, Matt, if I were ma- waking up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym, I wouldn't remember jack shit neither. As for the other jingle, uh, well, it's long overdue. Here is the Matt's Amnesia jingle. Oh, let's hear it. Matt's Amnesia strikes again. <laughs> I don't remember. Don't you remember? Don't you remember who I am? <laughs> uh, buckle up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the buckle up at the end. Sure. Um, and that's or we're we're not doing group. That was the hail of the group. Um, oh, I haven't even. I this has been a quite a week, everybody. I, sure so has. I like literally have been close negligent up the in the meantime. In my uh, 
face grouping. Uh, and I'm going to. They're trying. To, they're building a functional map, Andy, just like you wanted. Oh my goodness! They're doing everything we ever wanted, and then some. How do we? They're do doing we... a lot of things we didn't want. <laughs> what is that one? For instance, this is the TNC Delta logo that James Bricknell has now <laughs> fucking made for no reason. Uh, it's a com badge. Um, nice. Anyway, look, people are excited about it. Uh, yeah, I, maybe I would like them, Jeremy. Thank you for speaking up about the merch store. Yeah. That we have yet to get off the ground because uh, we've hired someone to help us with that. The end. <laughs> It'll happen. Anyway, here's a face group. Will it? Computer access face group. Who photoshopped Andy with a cat? Who's that calling Matt a twat? Just take a look. It's on Facebook. It's in our face group. Uh, look, there's. I mean, here's the situation. A lot is happening here on on the on the face group. I've had no time to really pay any attention to uh, much of anything that's happening out here because my life has been a little uh, wacky today. Sure has. Uh, not today, but this week. You know, what, what with the child, et cetera. Uh, and, of course, uh, every time you have a positive pregnancy, Andy, you have to watch season three, episode one, The Child, 14 times. Just for luck? Just, just that's what you're forced to do. Okay. So Just anyway, it's not a great episode. No, but uh, look, uh, the face group is there. It's great. I love it, and I just haven't visited it. And uh, I just want to point out my favorite post of the ones I've just scrolled past is Carrie Louise because she has a cat named Abbott, and she's watching Andy. Do you know what episode that's from? Ooh, let me look. She's watching an episode that I love. Have I seen that one? You sure have. She's looking at the Enterprise. It looks like the old Enterprise, the TOS Enterprise. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is that naked now? No, Andy. That is, of course, booby trap. There you go. So, Carrie Louise, you're our face grouper of the week. Oh, he. Oh, I see. Because he was. That was when he was trying. Well, he was sitting there and then the hologram. Well, Andy, that's what you think happened. Oh, come on. But what actually happened? Yeah. Was that he didn't try. It just happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm right here, Jordy. Every time you look at those engines, also, that's me. Going back to it, you know what's interesting is like even with her being a hologram and giving him back rubs, he's still acting antisocial and odd. He's like, I just can't deal with this right now. You're talking about today's episode. No, this, today's a whole separate well, issue. Well, this episode, what's funny about Booby Trap, by the way, yeah. That's where we first meet Miss Julie uh, Warner. Yeah. That's right. Um, Miss Christy, Havisham, I will call her. <laughs> Christy something. Well, that's not even her name. Her name. Anyway, uh, the face group, you guys are great. Go to facebook.com uh, and search for the group Star Trek The Next Conversation. It's run by Rob Garrison. They're, they even have their own podcast dedicated to all the people in that group uh, and, uh, you know, hosted by, I believe, James and Mike. Uh, wait. Paul and Mike, who hosts the face group? Face yes, pod? it's Mike Mann and Josh Bald. I said James. It's not James. James is the no, one who I makes the deltas that I know no one asked for. Yeah. 
You have a lot of hostility towards these amazing things people are making. But I get Andy showed me the pins today that are out there yeah. floating around, and I just go cute. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you talking about? This is amazing, <laughs> guys. Your enthusiasm is terrifying. Uh, I love it. So we have both sides of the coin. But whatever the case. Oh wait, now I figured out why they like Andy more. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're the yin and the yang. Light dawns on Marblehead. <laughs> What's that? That's what people uh, would say. It's an old saying from New England. Uh-huh. Uh, when someone uh, gets something very obvious, light dawns on Marblehead. No, light dawns on Marblehead, honey. Nope. Dory's, Dory's arguing with me. She's saying it's light comes. I've always heard it as light dawns. No, light dawns. I think uh, I think that Matthew is right, Dory. Ha! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, there's even a cocktail. I call the light dawns on Marblehead, honey. Do you want to come in and 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 apologize to me again? Dawn breaks over Marblehead is another thing. Yes, but light dawns over Marblehead. Look at this. This is in the. Matt, uh, I'm just going to throw out to you. Look, she she's now right. has your child, so maybe just don't. Well, guess, don't make her hit the road what? just now. <laughs> I mean, she's like, we want, we ask her to come over here and say something about the dog. She doesn't want to say a word. Yeah. The second she thinks I'm saying something wrong, she immediately is yelling at us from the other room. I'm just trying to protect little Secunda Myra. <laughs> What if we? What if I did that just as a joke? Like she's. Uh, I think that's something that both of you would do to aggravate the other. That's the only way that that would happen. Seconda, get in here! Oh, not you, Andy, my son. Hey, Uncle Andy. Uh, anyway, is this a new song? This is a. Oh, this I is pulled a, up Vogue, thinking that was no, the song. No, I think Vogue is the song. Oh. Uh, no, Hold On is the song. Oh, FYI. wait, are we even in that part of the show? We're not in that part of the show. I'm preparing. Oh, for f- oh actually, I guess we are kind of in. Hey, that part of the show. we did it, everybody. Oh, um, I was wrapping up the face group. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, Facebook.com forward slash Star Trek: The Next Conversation. This is the end of the Facebook section for Star Trek: The Next Conversation. I thought I should bring it to your attention. Now back to the rest of the programmation. Um, and uh, here's all the information. If you want to contact us in any way, you can obviously go to our face group, a.k.a. our Facebook group, um, Star Trek The Next Conversation. Uh, you can call us at 816-TREK-TNC. Our Instagram and our Twitter is at Star Trek TNC. Uh, my co-host is at Matt Myra. My Instagram is at Andrew Secunda. Uh, my Twitter is at Secunda. Direct hails to sttncpod at gmail.com. And as I said, our Patreon is www.patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Uh, just a warning about An- Andrew Secunda's uh, Instagram. His personal Instagram is actually chronological. So I think he's <laughs> just about got to 1982 in his life. <laughs> Guys, when we get caught up. By the way, I was scared for a second because we hit we hit the like three hundred on the Patreon, and I yeah. put a counter on the Patreon. So when we get to five hundred, I gotta I gotta give a copy of the keys to Myra. Oh boy! And, uh, and so they, it started Instagram, to guys, shoot up. When I get a hold of that Instagram, <laughs> you are gonna be seeing content related to the week's episode, or even the coming episode. I could be home watching it and think of something funny, and I would put it on the Instagram. So I was afraid for a second, uh, and it was hit three hundred. 
hundred. It was like shooting all the way up, and then it went three up hundred, hundred, and then in the last couple of days, it went back down to two ninety eight. So, so a few people were like, "Meh, I don't need bonus pods." Well, whatever it is, they in say. fairness, we haven't done them yet. Oh, do you think month. that that's the reason I we think lost that's them part of it? Of it. Right, I well, think that's, that's part us. of it. Guys, we got to get these out. We go on a monthly way we go in a monthly way guideline i don't know we what go I'm in saying. a monthly way <laughs> shut up what does that mean <laughs> that sounds like a way that like nuns used to describe young ladies getting their period <laughs> like to each other she's in a monthly way <laughs> oh sister mary francis <laughs> kathleen's in a monthly way you're in a or tnc ste- way steer clear of uh, judith she's in a monthly way is that a thing that I could do? It's sure. Is this a new bit uh, that yeah. I have? I think you've Should built it I into one. Start doing stand up again. Mm, I'm going to say no <laughs> on that. If this is your evidence, then definitely don't put hey, this. Yeah, in hey, you guys know Light Dawns on Marblehead, huh? <laughs> don't put huh? this in your Kimmel Five. Uh, it's um, a clean five. Is it still five? Do they give them less now? Who knows? Oh, I don't know. I think it's still five. Um, Emmy, uh, my friend Emmy Blotnick just did Conan last night. She's fucking hilarious. Check it out, everybody, if you haven't seen it. She, oh, she did? Yeah. I know that name. She's great. She was a host I'm, of Sidekick of Matt Myra. I'm sure you've met her. I'm, I'm sure I have. Um, actually, you know what? We got another incoming message because oh, it's wow. about this yeah. day in Trek. We close the hails. You can't do this. Captain. Incoming message. Incoming message is separate than the hails. That can come in at any time. <laughs> uh, Neil Studd writes us, Hi, Hi, Studd. Uh, you were spot on when you said England New Order, and put this here because this was in reference to the last week's This Day in Trek, uh, that England New Order, number one in the UK on This Week in Trek, was a relation to the band New Order. It was England's official song for the 1990 World Cup, and like the 1990 team itself, is now something of a legend in England. Uh, so far, so not interesting, and Matt is probably pressuring you to move on. What However, that's not true. If you do that, you'll miss out on the chance to introduce your worldwide listeners to one of the greatest bad raps in the history of bad raps by uh, Football John Barnes. <laughs> um, here it is. You got to hold and give but do it at the right time. You can be slow or fast, but you must get to the so this was number one yeah. in the UK. That's right. It would be like if the Super Bowl shuffle had made it to number one at some point. Had it not? Did it never make I it to number one? I can't imagine. That's a fascinating detail. Matthew Kirk, look that one up for us with all your free time. Oh, so do you want me to do, like, is this still number one this week in the UK? Yeah, it actually isn't. Uh, um, I was going to keep playing it. I was going to just for the start background. doing it. But whatever the case, uh, the last thing Neil Studd says is bring back the Algolian cer- ceremonial rhythms. Am I right? Yours apologetically, Neil Studd. That's it. Uh, we're ready for... Uh, Ugh, Andy, what's that noise? Sorry. I'm, I'm God damn it. You're supposed now. to say that's not noise. It's Algolian ceremonial rhythms. Uh-oh. Remember we agreed that that was a thing we would do last okay, week? Okay, okay. God. Do, do it again. No, it's over. This podcast is done, Andy. Wow! Congratulations. <laughs> this is really. I did not foresee. You're now this. the Godfather. But <laughs> I'm the Secunda Father. <laughs> uh, that'd be so funny if I had Maury Povich announce to people that they were not the Godfather. Why Maury Povich? He has a very famous thing he does on his television program where he has DNA results for women that are accusing men of being the father of children, and uh, he always does a. 
blah, 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 you are not the father. And then the men will sometimes dance in celebration, sometimes be crushed emotionally. What the F? How do you not know of this cultural phenomenon, Maury Andy? Povich is doing this? Where have you been since the, I guess, year, I don't know, 2000? I didn't even know Maury Povich was still on TV. Oh, is he ever? He just does. Uh, I met him Look once. at this. Look at this. Hang on. Maury Povich, right? You type in Maury, Maury full episodes, Maurice Barnett, and then Maury, you are not the father. <laughs> Crazy. Well, look, Andy, since you're wondering, I feel like it's a detour. <laughs> FYI, I have a, I have an improv show to do, and this was an episode where we were trying to get through things fast. This is a, you are not the father. <laughs> Hang on. Let's just get to him. Say. Oh, I just missed it. are <laughs> not... Oh my god. Oh man, she is upset. It's all like people recording off their phones. That guy danced, he really enjoyed it. This was the precursor to reality TV. No, this was this is well no. yeah, I guess talk shows, yeah. In terms of Brian, Imagine being that child where, like, you're watching this at some point in your life yeah. where your mother has no idea who... Hey, my the... mom's on TV. Let me check this out. Oh, my God. Uh, by the way, I want to pitch this to you right now. Okay. An internet sketch. Uh-huh. Right? We call it Funny or Die. Okay. We get a hold of Robert England. <laughs> like we call it Funny or Die. Our time, first of all. We call it Funny or Die. We get a hold of Robert England. Okay. And we Freddy have Freddy Krueger trying to find out who his father is. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and then he goes, all right, now we got the next of the 10,000 maniacs. <laughs> oh, anyway, guys, uh, stay tuned. That's not happening, but it could. Anyway, hold on as if, we song, were, if you want to pull that one. Where up. are we? We're still doing This Week in Trek. Are we home yet? It seems like we're never going to get home. Oh, I'm so tired. And I apologize, everyone, but this is the week of June 4th, 1990. Sure is. Uh, 4395.7.2. And you said what? It's not uh, Vogue Madonna anymore. It is? Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Oh, Andy, you love a Wilson Phillips. I sure do. You're a big Wilson Phillips fanatic, I would say. The whole group. Not just the Wilson, not just the Phillips. Oh, do you love those Hollywood Hills? Those canyons that are Is that what it is? I don't know. Mm. Nope, it looks like it's ski country. It's ski country. Oh, sorry, everybody. I just, or, get to I? the hook. Get to the hook. But, like, this part's good, too. We're going to get to the hook at some point. That's your department. I'll let you handle it. Hold On by Wilson Phillips was the favorite on U.S. radios, while in the U.K., World in Motion by England. Oh, and New Order was still... Oh, England, New Order was preferred. Uh, um, the Stand by Stephen King held its ground atop the bestseller list, and movie audiences got their asses to Mars. Uh, with total Recall. Total Recall. Taking the lead of the box office. First rated R movie I ever saw. Dr. Jack Kevorkian made national news by medically assisting the suicide of his patient, Janet Adkins. Um, Dr. Kevorkian died almost exactly 21 years later at the age of 83. Um, and and here's, a, here's an interesting little tidbit, Matt. Good work by Matthew Kirk here. Hang and on. It's very funny to me that the song we're, we're talking about, Dr. Kevorkian, is Hold On One More Day. Well, that's true. But he... And it's about an assisted suicide. They didn't want to hold on. No, they didn't want to hold on. And Maybe if they had heard the song. a compassionate man. Yeah. Um, 
My aim was to end the suffering, he said. Um, An afternoon train from Manchester to London was delayed for nearly four hours and provided inspiration for one of its passengers. Give you a second to guess. Uh, Neil Purvis or Robert Wade or Michael G. Wilson or Barbara Broccoli or Cubby Broccoli or... Was it? Is it a Bond-related situation? No. Oh. Who is it? There's a train involved. I don't know if this is in your wheelhouse. Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale who decided to give Doc Brown a <laughs> time-traveling train that year? Oh, I thought you were going to do the Polar Express from Robert Zemeckis. Oh, sure. Anyway, it's J.K. Rowling, everybody, for a story that would eventually be developed into the Harry Potter novels. Oh, that delay made her a gajillionaire. Evan Spiegel, the co-founder and current CEO of Snapchat, was born in Los Angeles, California. Spiegel was named the youngest billionaire in 2015. Time Magazine's cover featured Russian premier Mikhail Gorbachev with the caption, In the Eye of the Storm, with his country in a perilous passage. Gorbachev defines his course and answers his critics. Sadly, Andy, you and I will never be named the youngest billionaire. You never know. Oh, I guess now we won't. (laughs) Well, I mean, if we invent a time machine. The oldest billionaires? Yes, us. (laughs) Is that not an accomplishment? Could that be a thing? All right. And is that it? That's it. All right. So here it is, everybody. Transfigurations. This is from uh, Star Trek The Next Generation Companion Revised Edition by uh, Dr. Trek himself, Larry Namachek, who uh, has written these episode synopses so that we may spoil things while we're actually discussing the episode. Directed by Tom Banco and written by Renee Achevaria, who, by the way, I just discovered, is doing the Carnival Row TV series. Did you ever read the script, The Killing on Carnival Row? No, what's that? It's fucking, it was a great script, nearly unproducible. What? It, uh, it was by um, uh, Travis Beecham, the same guy, who the kid who wrote Pacific Rim. Uh-huh. And it was in development hell forever, and it was going to get made, then not made. And it's like this impossible movie to produce. It's essentially about a... Uh, uh, the serial a, det- a serial killer who's killing all these mystical creatures, and the detective who's investigating it is the prime suspect. It's a supernatural world. A supernatural. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! That sounds right up row, my but, alley. Uh, Renee apparently is doing the TV version of this. It's funny that that's such a great idea, and yet the Will Smith thing looks so dumb. But that's because that's in the modern world. That's not in the fantastical world. What are you talking Bright? about? Bright? Isn't that what it was called? Oh, the 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 the, the orcs. Yeah. I don't know. What day. else is happening in that movie? Is it also is it like orcs and like I think other it's stuff? A is world. it just orcs or is it like no, are I think elves it's involved? Bu- yeah, it's a bunch of stuff. It's it's Ooh, fairies and whatnot. All right. I'll anyway, give it a go. That sounds the great. billboards did not convince me, but now that you've said that there's fairies and orcs and stuff, a thing I don't enjoy, but I do when it's put into a world where they have to be policemen's. Yeah. I like it. So wait, they're not, they're like policemen in the sense that they're the people in charge of the law. They're not like modern day policemen. What are you talking about? In this Because we're both talking about two different things right I know. Now. In the, You're talking about Bright. In the one by Rene Echeverria. Well, it's his, he's adapting it for the, the one that he's adapting. Well, I don't know what he's doing in the adaption, but in Why the original version, it was a regular detective. Okay. He's a, a, re, a real detective, yeah. like a modern day detective. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's the same as the Will no, Smith thing. It's much better. That's <laughs> so the thing like I didn't see. Conceptually, it's it's. The I don't same. know whether it's better as a separate issue. But anyway, that's what Renee's up to. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. 
Uh, so here it is. A severely injured humanoid known as John Doe because of his amnesia is found in the wreckage of an escape pod. After being linked to Jordy's nervous system to initially stabilize his body function, the man recovers much faster than expected. The good-natured John brings an unusually strong sense of serenity and confidence to those around him. LaForge, for one, who resumes his romance with one-time holodeck date. But as he recovers, John Doe is racked by fits of pain marked by a glowing energy that bursts within him. The mystery man also demonstrates incredible healing powers, but increasingly severe bouts of pain frighten him into trying to steal a shuttlecraft. After he's subdued, John tells Picard he knows he is a threat to the crew and asks to leave. The truth is revealed. When the Zalconian ship approaches and demands the Enterprise turn over John to them when the captain when the alien captain uses a paralysis beam against the enterprise john's memory finally returns he frees the crew from the beam's effects then he explains that he is among the first people to have taken the next step in the evolutionary ladder uh, transmutation ha- into a being of pure energy he is also the only survivor of this fearful government's attempt to exterminate the new life form on their world as uh, to preserve their own power. John now completes his transformation into an energy being and prepares to return to his people and tell them of their own coming rebirth. That was it. That was what it was. Look, it's it's a tale as old as X-Men. <laughs> I would have liked it if it was just straight out like X-Men. The... Because it is very X-Men-y. Of course it is. I feel like there's a lot Professor of X-Men stuff. in this. I know. But it's also interesting that they had that uh, the X-Men logo in the one episode that... Uh, that Picard stands in front of. I so anytime there's an X references. in a circle, it's an X-Men logo? And I wonder if the uh, the one with the, all the, the military guys that are, are being thrown out of society is also sort of mutant-like, and even more specifically, Wolverine-ish. Well, maybe it's more to the allegory that's, that, that Stan, Stan Lee was trying to tell back in the day. You're just saying they're all drawing on the same <laughs> themes? They're all, they're all drawing on the theme of discrimination and fear of what they don't understand maybe but also think about yeah it's, it's all a, x-men it's a bunch of nerds <laughs> writing this show you telling me they didn't read x-men look i think maybe they didn't i don't know because x-men's popularity really just sort of creeped it creeped and then like by this period of time like the late 80s i suppose i mean were we into the jim lee runs yet that was like early 90s that wasn't in the 80s Oh, Jim Lee. Yeah, that would have been. Later. Yeah, yeah. He's he's. Um, he, I, I always thought he drew. I think I, I think he draws Batman the best too. Uh, he does. That's he's right. So great. I think he. There was one cover of uh, X Men that I remember vividly that Jim Lee did that is Cyclops uh, Rage shooting his beam into the uh, into the sky, and I always loved it. Anyway, Jim Lee, thanks for being on the podcast. We'll see you next week. He didn't say anything. He was here though. Just now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, that's our new thing: is we're going to bring in guests just to, you know, just to get their energy around just us, just long enough to compliment them and then yeah. ask them to leave. Yeah, Bo is uh, really getting in, involved here. Four three nine five seven point two. We are charting an unexplored star system within the Zeta Gallus cluster. That is their the real go-to when nothing important has to be happening. They're charting the something. Well, you know, they're, a, uh, they're an exploration vessel, right? So uh-huh. a lot of this has to be done. But don't you think there's, like, also star charting vessels that can happen? Bo, Andy's That's what it really feels like. It feels like you don't want, you don't want the, 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 the flagship taking care. Because it feels like, you t- correct me, it feels like charting is, like, just, you know, people in one back room kind of just writing maps and having protractors. Well, it's like, it's like it should be like one of the like no, um, Bo, no, I think it's the oh 
God, I'm forgetting the class of ship. Nebula class ship, uh, I think, is much more uh, built for that kind of thing. Because if you look at the Nebula class starship, Andy, now this is a this is a class of starship I don't believe you've seen yet. Uh, you will see it. I, I believe you'll see it for the first time next week. But uh, it's essentially like it's obviously a kit bashed model of the Enterprise D, but with the added thing. I hate Pinterest so much because I have not signed up. Uh, it's got this big, you see this big honking triangle on the back here above the saucer section? Uh, yes. That is a giant sensor array. Huh. So I think the Nebula class ships should be out there doing that kind of shit. You leave the Galaxy class ships uh, home to defend uh, uh, the X Men. This is my point, Matt. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. You're welcome, Matthew. We're our best friends now. This is such a weird beginning to this episode. There's a million weird things about this episode, and this is one of them. <laughs> Agreed. Here we go. That's her. Okay. Which one? The one on the right. Don't stare. Why not? Because she'll see. Good. You must let her see the fire in your eyes. But what would I say? Have you already been on a date with her? Words come later. It is the scent that first speaks of love. Thanks, Worf. That helps a lot. <laughs> I think had he just said thanks, Worf, and we cut the line right there, it would have been funnier. Yeah, I think Just so. Like more, a, more deadpan. Thanks, Worf. Yeah. I feel like also if you're writing a comedic beat on the idea that he works on scent, I think it could have been funnier. Nonetheless, here's my thoughts right <laughs> off the top. Or if he's like, you do not have eyes. <laughs> you must use your scent. You, you, It must be better. <laughs> I can tell you, Klingons have a highly developed sense of smell, and I can tell you your scent, your musk, is far more powerful than your eyes your that you can't womanly see? energy. <laughs> Like, Jordy can look at whoever he wants. He's got a visor on. All right, no one's going to know. Whatever. You know, I'm just... He's also probably x-raying through everybody's uh, shower walls. It's true. Like a real creepo. If he was interested in them. That's he's really, he's he's really, really just, just looking the, at the devices really into, that are creating he's the, just into, the showers. He's into light photons <laughs> that are surrounded by force fields. <laughs> That's right. Anyway. Oh, oh go ahead. The, here's the thing I was going to say. You'll see it more in this scene. It's an interesting thing to me. The only woman we've really seen correct me if i'm wrong that Worf interact with directly that there's been reference to him getting it on with is Susie Plaxon when she was a klingon correct yeah but they play Worf like he is um he is like completely like a ladies man Oh, I didn't get that at all. What I thought... He's always... He's given advice. Yes, he's in this episode. He's talking about love poems. Like he's the, smiling with the memories whenever whenever he talks about, about you know, something of an amorous nature. He's always sort of like, oh, boy. And then you do this, and then you do this. That's how you treat a, a lady. And it's like, what? we've only seen with one lady. And as far as I know, you aren't allowed to have, have sex or mess around with humans. And he isn't allowed. <laughs> whatever it's, he is, he, it's bad he doesn't for want to because he fears he will. He'll break. He, them. They can't handle him. Right. Which also, I think, really is adds, that just an intimacy issue. It could be. It also Ooh. that's not a theory. 
Why not? Because you're not having a theory right now. Why this doesn't count as a theory. Why aren't I allowed to have a what theory? What is your so? Tell me your theory. Say it succinctly. Okay, and then I you think, can play the jingle. I think that Worf puts on a big show uh-huh. about how much, how many, how much. Like he's basically implying all the time. I've had so much experience with women. Really, he's been with maybe a handful of women tops. Also, when did he enter? When did he? he from a child, he be he. he he's was been like with the humans, 10, right? right? Yeah. So I don't even know when the Susie Plaxton thing happened. I don't remember if they explained that. But anyway, it my point is... It feels like is, it was around the Academy days, right? Yes. This is already not concise, so my apologies. Anyway, bottom line is, this is all a ruse. He has massive intimacy issues because of his body dysmorphia, which I don't I don't remember if I came up with that theory or if it's just something, something I said that amused me and then I stuck with it. But I'm tying that in. You think he has body dysmorphia? I think he has body in dysmorphia. In what sense? I don't remember what my reasoning was. I feel like I said that at some point and I had some kind of reasoning, but I may just be making that up. Whatever the case, he definitely has intimacy issues. Well, you, that's your theory. That's my theory. You should play your jingle. Oh, I'm playing it again because that deserves he's really smart. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Andy's theories are very interesting because he's really smart. You know, um, I went to a Giants game with a friend once, and uh, there was a guy leaning between us the entire time shouting, Do your job! Do your job! At the Giants. And I feel like I need someone shouting that at me all the time. Um, let me ask the following question. Were they paying the, playing the Patriots? No, that's their big slogan. Do your job. I can't imagine. No, he was definitely a Giants, Giants fan. fan. There's no question. Was it David Garcia? Is that the? <laughs> Is he a Giants fan? Oh, huge! Yeah, must fan. be. He loves the uh, Yankees and the Giants, the Fair two enough. teams that I actually I don't mind the Giants as much as I mind the Jets. Yeah, the Jets is my team, of course. Hi, Jordy. <clears throat> Hi. So how have you been? Good. Kind I'm, of a 50s hairdo in this. <laughs> Twenty-two fifty. I don't get it. I'm not going to give you a high five. <laughs> the, the, the closer to the year that this show oh, is supposed to be taking oh, place. Right. You know, okay, so yeah. 20, all right, I'll give you a high five 50. on that after no, all. No, no. Right, well, I have to good. explain it. Now I get a high five. It's got to be a good uh, jingle for you doing something good. Hang on one sec. How are things down in engineering? Fine. Here, I'll play you this one. You'll enjoy this. Okay. There's no bigger asshole in the world. Was, was, that, was that her Armas impression? Yeah, what? <laughs> At the know. end of that? Oh, the, could be. The fake news? Yeah. They, they've been fine. Well, I'll see you around. I don't, is she a, is she a, is she a teacher? Does she work in the arboretum? What does she do? I think they say. Hang on, let me look it up. She's one of those, right? She's like she, uh, she's yeah. She I think she's a civilian. Yeah. Well, I know that because she's referred to as Miss by by, by Suave Su- Commander Suave Riker. I have much to teach you about women, Mr. LaFord, Even though I've only been with three, three tops. I did like, by the way, I will say this. I enjoyed this portion of the show. Love this scene. I love the idea that like that he's just sitting around like that and then gets a call to go to the transporter room and then the next time you see them, they're all, they all have phasers and tricorders ready to go down to the planet. I like that. Me too. Uh, but here's my thing. 
In terms of the dynamic with Christy Henshaw, this is a great, great, uh, great uh, object of affection name, by the way. Um, The what uh, transpired like so they went on the date he was weird on that date he like was all pissy when she like said she wasn't interested which isn't cool and but he spent all all, all week on that program why would he that have taken that, him that long he made that fiddler <laughs> it's a terrible fiddler who wouldn't who wouldn't go away when they wanted him to mm-hmm. it's just bad programming on his part anyway um um so that happened now she, it looks like she's interested in him again yeah, you know, time. You know, I think time goes by. You see Jordy and Round okay, saving fine. the day. So why is he nervous again? He already asked her out, and they went out, and, and she wasn't interested, and now she seems interested again. Do you want the real reason that he's nervous again? Okay. Or do you want the story reason? No, you can give me both. I think the story reason is that he um, needs to be exhibiting this behavior for the next plot point to make Oh, no, yeah, I understand the story. Okay. The real reason, I think, is because off-screen, I think something recently transpired between the two of them. Perhaps, like, uh, Jordy, she says, how are things in engineering, right? Right. So what I'm guessing is, at some point, her replicator went on the fritz, Uh and someone from engineering was dispatched. And then Jordy saw it on the duty roster and was like, uh-uh, this is mine. And Ooh. he went in there to fix her replicator. And what he did was he programmed the dish he was going to have made for them in the holodeck. And she thought that was very sweet. And he left. This is great. <laughs> you know, because he... He can only express himself through machines. Sure. So that's that was his so like, he his was love language to the was machine, like, and then way, she observed it, yeah. and misinterpreted it as a, a fun gesture. Yeah. And uh, she's like, "Oh, I remember that silly date, and oh, that you know, this actually is a cute dish." And so wait a minute. Here's here's my here's my follow up thought. Yeah. So then and he nervously left while her after her replicator was fixed. So then he mm-hmm. is he is not nervous about oh she doesn't like me he's nervous because she misinterpreted my affection for the machine well now you're using my theory to explain your theory <laughs> that's right and uh, and now he's like ah oh, now I'm in a weird a weird situation here social situation because this girl that I pursued before I realized you know what my true interests were you know no. the you know the classic sitcom trope of the uh, roommate switch where you're dating one girl but you want to really <laughs> date the roommate. This is what Jordy's going for right now. He he doesn't want to date Christy. He wants to <laughs> right. date the replicator. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. we're back. And I think what happens later in the episode is the guy. Uh, what's the guy heals him? Quote heals him. Well, probably heals the part of his brain that is just into replicators. Exactly. And then he's all of a sudden he's just a human being. That's right discovered a small one-man spaceship crashed on the planet. We picked up life signs, humanoid, very faint and fading. Like, I really like that they didn't... I know, again, it makes sense story-wise, and that's why they did it, but I like that they didn't give us a stupid scene on the bridge where, Captain, we're picking up a distress signal from this planet. It's like, which would have been the normal way they do it. A hundred percent. You know what they totally... What they're getting better at is kind of like okay this is the next beat in the story we don't need all this crap explaining it yeah like i think this is a this is a thousand percent more interesting to me 
the day-to-day life on the ship. Yes. You're following that character around. Right. You give me a four-second walk and talk. Yeah. That would have done everything the minute and a half scene with Picard would have done. Yeah, or some conference room like, scene. Like, let me, I can write that in my sleep. Do? Like, yeah. we can all, like, imagine what that is. Yes. It's like, we'll hear a little beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Captain. <laughs> Yes. We're picking up a distress beacon from the furthest planet in the system. Well, there shouldn't be anyone on that planet. Uh, very faint. There might be some life signs. Data, calculate the blah, 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 blah. Miss LaForge, <laughs> I'm going to need you to beam down to the planet. We're picking up a distress signal. But there's On no my reason. way, sir. Like, meanwhile, right. he's in 10 forward. Yeah. And now, but instead of being up on dumb, dumb Bridgetown, yep. we're in 10 forward. Having a good time. Talking to Christy. <laughs> Anyway, so I really like. I am that. sorry that Julie Warner didn't become more a part of the show. Oh, she would have been great regular. She was a good I character. I would have liked to miss whatever the hell her name is. Christy Henshaw. Now, here's the thing. This device makes uh-huh. no sense. Which, which? Oh, the thing. The that, thing that, that, that we mu- you need. Me, I need you to regulate his heart with your brain. Yeah. Thank God I brought this heart regulator brain machine <laughs> that is not in my normal medical kit. It's crazy. His heart needs active neural feedback. It can't regulate itself. I need a volunteer. Right here. Oh, a machine? I'm in. Hook it up to me real, real carefully. Nice. Your brain will regulate both systems. That should stabilize him long enough to get him up to the ship. Take deep, regular breaths. Oh, that's going to be hard right now. I, I think had that not happened, it would have been a more interesting sort of, I don't know, like, did something happen? Did something not happen? But, like, for them to be on this planet, tie to tie their two nervous systems together with this <laughs> sticky patch. That does seem purposeless. And then to have this beam of light enter his body. By the that way. That is never again followed up on by anyone. Why doesn't he just touch him and... And that's that's how he cures all the other people is just by touching them. Why doesn't he just like go over and he's trying to help him and then he he's the first one to touch them and then something happens. You know what I'm saying? That is easier than inventing this dumb thing. There is so because looking much, back on it, there's in this so moment, much gobbledygook. So in this. much because looking back on it in this moment, I thought, oh, his soul is somehow taking over Jordy's soul, which I would have been enjoying. And that's it's not what a it story is. to tell. He kind of fixes his emotional problems, which uh, is another story to tell. But yeah. not, they don't do it clearly. By the way, I'm fine, no problem. It does say something. Uh, Lavar Burton's sick in that episode. You can hear it in his voice. You think he had a lot of allergies? That's my uh, new theory. I'm not going to play the theme, but you get it. Um, that's not a. That's not a. That's not an Andy's theory about Star Trek. That's an Andy's theory about Lavar Burton. <laughs> well, don't those count? <laughs> Wait, I didn't make my point. Didn't you? It didn't make sense. Um. Neural transmitter regulating a body. You say he could have just touched him, and then that would have done it. Uh, oh, I know what it is. Soul goes into the body. What does it say about Jordy? Yeah, I could be wrong about this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think this is my new catchphrase because I, I, it protects me. Um, isn't Jordy the only one that he touches? That doesn't just get physically healed, but gets emotionally healed. So doesn't that suggest Jordy is? more messed up emotionally than the rest of them yeah but i don't understand if this was what i don't it's something else maybe clear to me 
Right. Um, and it might be a sense of like the the too much to squeeze. I don't know. You can't say too much to squeeze in because there's three acts that nothing happens in. Yeah, and there's lots. It's just of, the guy getting better. There are a lot of what we call in the business downbeats, where it's sort of just, like, well, we'll just stop with the story and we're going to talk, tell this little it's moment. It's crazy. Like yeah. there's so many stalls in this story. Yeah. But I guess maybe that was just an effort. And I will say the following: I really, really like the way this episode started. Yeah, I agree. Um. Anyway, let's go to sick bay. Well, before you do that, uh, as soon as they saw this guy, I thought they found Two Face because <laughs> it looks so Two Face. Oh, boy, and I thought somebody scanned for a coin that's been scratched on one side. That's gonna really kill with Batman Myra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling Batman Myra will not enjoy his legacy. <laughs> Say your name for the class, Mister Myra. By the way, I thought an interesting touch would have been had they just put one more cheek ridge on this guy, uh-huh. and then when the other guy was on the bridge, you could see the subtle... Oh, evolve? Yeah. Evol- evolution? Yeah. Yeah, that's just me, though. I like it. Let me let me phone up my uh, Michael Westmore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you did something wrong. Yes, I understand you are legendary, and your family uh, has given us all the great makeup over the years of cinematic history, but look, what do you think about one more cheek droop? we got to change our phone number again, Denise. <laughs> Denise of the of the Westmores. Uh, okay, so they beam this guy aboard. Yes, and again, Andy and I are expecting, as we explained last week, an episode of Fugitive on the Run. He's dangerous. You don't understand how dangerous he is. But in reality, we're just afraid our society might break down. <laughs> instead, we that. get look at how two faced he is. Instead, we get what I I I, I can't. It'd be. By the way, it would be so funny if she surgically repaired both sides and forehead to be human-like. And she was like, oh, <laughs> thought, oh I, no. this is, I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. I thought you were a human. It didn't even occur to me that you wouldn't be human. I don't know why I didn't think. Oh, my, you look just like us. <laughs> I thought this was part of your accident. <laughs> listen to everyone. I want everyone to listen to all the words that are being said, which to me are complete gibberish. Autonomic responses are still low. Begin cardio stimulation. 60 cc's of onoprobaline. Do you know what she's talking about? I have no Massive idea what she's talking about. Massive infection is setting in. Use the protodinoplaser to stabilize his immune system. <laughs> okay. Use the protodinoplaser to stabilize his immune system. So I'm like going to break this apart. Like, in the protodinoplaser. Is it like Dino would be skin, right? It would be proto. I guess is the is the first. anyone know Latin? Call us. Proto Dino Laser, or is it Dono? Proto Dino. By the way, does that laser? Does that word exist ever again in history? In Star Trek history, I'm gonna look, at, look that word up, Andy. You're the right. you're the Googler. Okay, I'm gonna look. Uh, wait on on. Ro- look up just Google. Alpha Google or? no, just Google the word proto dino plaser, plaser plaser. Whatever. Anyway, more more stuff is happening here. We need to design uh, a virus that can infiltrate his cell structure and boost his ATP production. What about Commando Maforge? She's waiting. Well, it's on Memory Alpha. That's it. It literally only exists yeah, in, it's this only in this episode. In this episode. Yep. It means nothing. 
like a proto dino platelet or something like that. That I would be like, oh, I see. They're trying to fix his blood platelets to fight whatever infection he might have. I think I was, uh, even though I don't disagree with anything you're saying, I was on at least the other side of like, you know what? She seems like she's being a doctor here. Oh, I thought this episode, hands down, proved your theory. Oh, interesting. She's not doing anything. His body has evolved. He can heal things. That is certainly true. That is an element that I was going to bring up later. I need you to give him a full bio scan. You are the doctor in charge right now, and you haven't given him a full bio scan? That's true. Come on. Yeah. She doesn't know how to be a doctor, Andy. She it's doesn't. just clearer and clearer yeah, every episode true. we watch. The residual effect from that energy discharge during the Neuralink. Keep his arm in cryogenic stasis until the vital signs are strong enough for surgical procedures. From the size and shape of the wreckage, it appeared to be some kind of an They dig out the shades of I also like surgical this. device for that one. I like this situation where it's like, let's not go to the conference room. Let's just have him doing it on the bridge. Sure. This, Switching this it up. This is good. Their control system was badly damaged, which is probably what caused the crash. And it's also smelled weird down there. <laughs> or if you weren't there. Mr. Data, are there any other signs of oh, ships in the area? I'm picking up a scattering of debris no, in an extended orbit around the planet. It reads as refined oh, right. metals and other synthetic compounds. The remains of a larger vessel. He must have left in the pod before the ship was destroyed. Mr. Data, could this be a shitty ship in a bottle? <laughs> like one in a weird blue liquid. We'll trace elements in the debris that would indicate phaser fire was recently exchanged. Were you able to salvage anything else from the escape pod? This is all that was left from their computer system. And some sandwiches. Mr. Data. But you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> there were no sandwiches. Data. The sandwiches were also injured and then healed mysteriously. It will take time. healed in my belly. Downloading this into our system will require fabrication of a matrix translator. More. This is more matrix revolutions or reloaded, Mr. Data. I hope neither. Yeah, he got a high five on that one. Computer system. You know, look, I, the, the 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 samurai, the 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 katana's fight scene that occurs on the highway where they uh-huh. built that like quarter mile stretch of road just to film that scene with the Cadillac Escalade and the STS, yes, and the twins. Sure, that's some great action. So great. Those Wachowskis siblings so are great. so good at action. There's some shoot 'em ups with, uh, with Trinity also that are good in that film. Yes, um, but the uh, that first Matrix movie is a perfect movie. It's really great, as far as I'm concerned. I haven't seen Speed Racer, but I've heard good things. Ooh, let's watch Speed Racer. I've never seen it. No, Andy. No, also, I think I can get it in 3D to watch on my TV. <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? I don't know. I can Just, watch 3D on my TV. It doesn't mean I'm that stupid. I like to watch things in 3D. <laughs> Do you really? I really do. Do you put things on in 3D? It's often a... Like, I've never seen Thor, but I have a 3D copy of Thor. Yeah. And oh, I've been I like, do. I also ne- have never seen Captain America. This is interesting. This is part of what I'd like to do. Well, uh, here's... Here, guys, I'll tell you all. Are you sure this shouldn't be the a separate podcast? The, we, can't have, don't, we don't have time for separate podcasts. I don't know. Let's give the people what they don't want. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, by the time... like. So, like, I haven't seen... Here's the Marvel movies I haven't seen. Okay. Ready? All right. Captain America. Okay. The First Avenger. That's the name of that movie. Right. Thor. I haven't seen okay. Thor. Right. I haven't seen Thor The Dark World. Right. So far, you're not really missing that much. These movies are good for, you know, just general, you know, little superhero action. And scenes. I haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. That one, I was disappointed by. I guess those are the three I haven't seen. Yeah. Of the 17, that's pretty good. 
Oh, those are the only ones you haven't seen? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you, you're not. I mean, you know, we can we can go through it. I don't, I don't need the blanks filled in. I know everything about yeah. Thor. All right. Ragnarok is the best. Ragnarok, I have in 3D. That one I've definitely watched. Ragnarok is the best. Like the cosmic. So good. The That's co- my dream. That's the cosmic, anything, the cosmic side of Marvel. Yes. With the Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1 and 2, and Thor. Ragnarok, but that's just because that's they, the cosmic side. The, that's, Andy, that's the cosmic. I know. I hear you. The the reason that's that's excellent is because they're like, well, it's in space. Let's come up with another element that kind of makes people feel comfortable, so they're allowed to be as funny as they want to be, and that's exactly what I want to watch in a big action movie. Well, not all action movies, but well, they sometimes worked. it's like poorly, Chris Hemsworth poorly done. is a treasure. That's what I'm going to say. That guy is beautiful. And he's Captain Kirk's father. He uh, He's also Captain Kirk's father. Oh, I heard a... Was it a rumor that there was going to be some Hemsworth and Kirk action in the next... Yeah, they were going to do, I'm sure, some sort of time travel time loopity-doopity. That would bring them both together. You bring him However, in an action comedy, I am Contract talks have stalled. They both exited the picture. Uh, what? How did, how did they get lose uh, Chris... Uh, Hemsworth and Chris Pine? How did they lose Chris Pine? He's Captain Kirk. Chris Pine is also Wonder Woman's beau. You know? Oh, that's he's dumb very if busy. he's picking that one, is he? Isn't Why it? would he not pick that one? It made so much more money than Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> it's Wonder Woman. But he's a side character in that, isn't he's, he? He's a side character in Here's Star an interesting tidbit about I me. I haven't seen Wonder Woman. It's, it's really it's weird. by far DC's best attempt at making a Marvel movie. Yeah, those are the worst, definitely. And by the way, I also have Wonder Woman in 3D, and I've been waiting to, for the right moment to watch it on my TV. You're going to be like so just stunned and guffawing at how close to Captain America at least oh yeah like it just like what I know I just said I haven't seen Captain America but I know about it okay okay guys thanks for joining us for Marvel (laughs) Marvel Minute Uh, if you'd like more of this talk you could check out our Patreon page where we might bore people with it more All right. Anyway, back to this weird episode. I'm putting it on my list of things to do. Can you run a poll on Patreon? Have we discussed this? We've asked a thousand times, and you can, and you can't. And I I did a little research, and then I got uh, distracted. So uh, if anybody knows how, please please, uh, email me, but I'm not looking into it. All you good listeners out there who also have Patreon pages, what are you making? (laughs) Tell us. Hey, Matt, what's the little red thing? Is that impulse? Yeah. Here, drink water. Like, it looks like this nurse is coming up to her to say, that's right, it goes up. Like, the graph she's staring at. Like, it's like, this is like so, such a weird, like, look at this situation. She's struggling. And it looks like, here's what's going to happen, everybody. I'm going to narrate this for Andy. You can't see it at home, the picture at home. That's right, doctor. It goes up. Here's some water. That's some, that's some actual... That's a lot of drinking. That's a lot of acting. acting. Yeah, that's a lot of acting happening. <laughs> I don't there. know how many takes they did, but she had to drink a lot of water. That's like half a full glass of water. Limer fusion appears to be successful, Doctor. Tissue oxygenation is within norms. That's all we can do for now. This lady's got a Rachel and Blade Runner kind of haircut. For a, few days. a little Sean Young action. Yep. Uh, hey, Doc. Can I go now, Doc? No need to keep you here. Your bio scan came out negative. 
Wouldn't that have been something the transporter pattern would have told? Anyway, I gotta go. I told you that. I feel great. All my emotional problems have been fixed. Not even a hi to Captain Picard there. No, that guy didn't hear the hails. It's like, not even like a... You're supposed to give at least a... a Captain? Captain? Not even a... Sup? <laughs> hey. Also, like... This guy. How often is Jordy using his X-ray vision? Maybe he didn't if see. I'm about to enter a like a oh, he knows doorway like anyway, that, I yeah. just want to be. I don't want. I want to be ready. I don't want to bump into anything. Can you imagine how many times he could say "boo" to someone? <laughs> he sees him coming from around the corner. Oh, that Jordy's always pranking everyone. I never thought he'd make it this far. There was major trauma to his head and chest cavity, massive plasma loss, and severe damage to most of his organs. What are his chances? I believe he's going to live. I'm afraid I can't take the credit for it, though. Here we go. I'm not a doctor. I've been waiting for the right time to tell you. This seems appropriate. His body seems to have amazing recuperative powers. I think you should make his body chief medical officer. (laughs) The damaged tissue seems to be repairing itself at a phenomenal rate. Is there any way we can do that to the rest of the crew so that none of them die on my watch again? (laughs) Maybe. There's one thing that troubles me, though. What's that? These cheeks. Look. He's got these lines. <laughs> I do think that's supposed to be there. I've been trying to remove them. They keep healing Take back. Look at this. Cell regeneration. Yes. I wanted you to tell me what that was. The thing was. is, it has nothing to do with the injuries. Cell regeneration. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Captain. Nurse. You were right. It's cell regeneration. <laughs> These are undamaged cells that seem to be mutating. Do you have a theory as to the cause? No. I want the bi- a biologist tell us what the little life. green things are at the bottom. <laughs> there is a possibility that it's part of his natural healing process. I hope it is, because there's nothing I can do to stop it. Do you think that Jean-Luc Picard would say process or process? Mm, good question. Thank you. Process. <laughs> I'm telling you, Data, there's got to be got to be some other way to open this and get the ship out <laughs> some way to decode the information in this thing or make out with it now now by the way what is with Worf's attitude in this that he's, he's why is he so saying, annoyed at them and he's like oh why are you doing your jobs yeah yeah like this but is so out of character within the capsule does not correspond to any standard format all we have been more gibberish, by the way. This is more gibberish, gibberish, gibberish. Like, you can look at this page in the script. Again, I'd like to see this script, by the way. Um, you seem to have access to all the other scripts except for the one I asked you for. <laughs> you know, you just asked me for it now. Earlier, I asked second. you to look and see if the Will Wheaton scene was actually Captain Picard for the shooting draft. Oh, okay. Let me look. <laughs> That was in hell. That was an hour ago. That was in hell. But my now head wasn't you just asked me. My, my, it wasn't, my head wasn't in the game then. then. All, right. All right. What am I looking for? Well, right now, uh, I'd Wesley, like you to type right? Wesley. Yeah. Okay. Wesley enters. So, yeah, that, that it, Wesley was the, with, with Chief O'Brien. With O'Brien. Yeah. yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Talking about the next scene with, with dinner. Uh, yeah, it's in, that's, that's Wesley. Okay. Now, what draft is this? Is this the shooting draft? Ugh. Uh, it is, yeah, final draft. So okay, because I guarantee. No, let me see. Maybe maybe I can get here's what to I a think. prior one. I think that I think that in the right before the shooting draft, they looked at it and were like, "Shit, Will's not in this, and we owe him two more episodes." But it's so weird that it because was... none of the dialogue is the sun. None of the dialogue is that of a sun. It is all 
dialogue that Patrick Stewart should be saying. But wouldn't it be weird if it was Patrick's... I feel like it would be Deanna quicker than being Patrick Stewart because they've they've had a weird kind of interplay, romantic interplay between mm, them. The I past. guess you're not as familiar with their relationship as I am. They've, they've talked Because romance. they'll have dinner like that. Like well, here's the first, first draft script. Here we go. Oh, boy. Is this available on Memory Alpha? Uh, oh, wait. I don't know what the hell this is. Anyway, let's just keep listening to them say words that are not. Oh, it's just the it's just the the um, the date of the draft. It's just the time. Energy encoding. Yeah, and the computer still. Can't yeah. The specific chemical elements. Yeah, see. It's got to be part of the data processing system. What if it's a feedback loop controller? The compact shape does suggest a rapid chemical processing and storage capacity. Like when you're sitting at home, you're Renee, right? You're on script. Yeah. Are you just like, oh, what the fuck am I going to say about this dumb thing? Okay. Um, Here's how I'll defend this the scene. Co- the, 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 no, I'm just talking about like the, the technical gibberish that means nothing that he has to fill in, well, yeah, which is it, generally something I like. What's the difference between this and every episode, though, in terms of that? There is just too much of it, uh-huh. back to back to back to back. Uh-huh. Like all of that medical stuff with Beverly. Right. Then to this scene where they're talking about <laughs> what is, is this. There's a lot back. It's to like back. so much. It's honest to God. It's like pay. It, it has to be at least two pages where if you handed it to a human being who understood English, wouldn't understand a word that was being said. Right. Oh, thank you. Uh, but anyway, my defense on just the amount of it and the ridiculousness of it is I think it's supposed to sound like a couple of nerds talking to each other to motivate Worf to be like, hey, nerds, can we get back to the girl? Even well, though, yeah, even though technically know, that's absurd because again, they're working on something important. I also know. I also know why that's there. Like yeah. why that's happening. Uh, Script wise, yeah, yeah. Which is the same thing, you know. Like we're talking about with Christy, the same mm. thing. I mean, there's a lot of like things that are in here because they need to be in here. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I have to enjoy watching it. I'm, I'm with you. We I, found it near the escape pod. But is, you, is your some. issue is you it's feel like this issue is like is less believable because it's not important. This it's this, not organic to the story. No, no, this never ever comes into play. comes into play in the story. Uh huh. Nothing uh, does. All we need to know is that this guy's healing himself. Yeah. And the rest of it's like a sit around and chit chat episode, right? Which normally I'm into, but for some reason it's just like. But, like, I just want to... Pl- I'm going to play this scene again, Andy. Okay. And I'm just going to... This is one of those things where I'm going to, like, pause and ask you what the fuck that means. Okay? Yes. I'm telling you, Data, there's got to be some way to decode the information in this thing. Okay. Reasonable statement. Okay. I agree, Jordy. But the data matrix within the capsule Reloaded. does not correspond to any standard format. What? Like, I well, know what he's saying. We can't get the information out of Yeah, the data doesn't... They can't All read the data. All we've been able to determine is that the device contains a chemically-based system for molecular energy encoding. What does that mean? Uh, the way I read it is sort of, it's chemically based, and uh, that's all we can tell. It's like the encoding is chemically based. What encoding? The encoding of the data they're trying to get off there. What data? How do they fucking... Because this is the only thing that's salvageable. How do they know that it's that data is on this thing? It's just a guess. 
Like, I literally think that this is actually... Is that one of those statements that someone made? Like, I believe that it's blah, 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 but they didn't... We don't, this is the only thing we found. And he, ha- he, you know, he just tosses it to oh, Captain Picard. Yeah. <laughs> and the computer still can't analyze the specific chemical elements involved. It's got to be part of the data processing system. Like, what do you mean the computer can't tell you the specific chemicals being involved? Uh-huh. So they're alien chemicals? Well, then how do you know they're chemicals? Like, what is this compound? What are you talking about? Again, this is gibberish, right? Uh-huh. And then he just throws a guess out. What if it's a feedback loop controller? <laughs> oh, what? What for? What is, what is that for? A feedback loop controller that you're trying to get data off of? What does that mean? It means Compact nothing. shape does suggest a rapid chemical processing and storage capacity. <laughs> you just said that this thing just had chemicals in it. What are you talking about? This scene, for some reason, drives me crazy. And people want us to move on, and I'm going to. Found it near the escape pod's instrumentation assemblage. This capsule might process the ship's dynamic motions and augment its manual control inputs. You know, we can send it a few test signals. Make it think the entire assemblage was awake and operating. An intriguing experiment. The capsule might provide us with information without the need to decode the storage medium itself. Perhaps we should examine your theory immediately. Let's talk. More Synthahol. We came here this to relax. This is a theme song for Matt, because Andy has way too many. I was trying to figure out what theme song would be appropriate for the rant, but I, I can't, uh, we didn't have any. I feel like it's a little bit of snark theater, but uh, it feels it's like not, more legitimate it's frustration. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's like a, it's, you're devoting probably two pages of dialogue. That is a lot of dialogue. In a script. Yes. That ultimately means nothing, mm-hmm. and is not at all integral to the integral to the p- plot of this show. Uh huh. You know, I like a downbeat. I like a it's synthahol more less talk less talk more synthahol. I like that kind of a situation. But let me just ask you because it's interesting. You would like a scene where they're in engineering and they're talking about efficiency or whatever it is that has nothing to do with a major crisis, right? So why does this one bother you? Because at least with an, a warp engine and, a, and an engineering scene, you know what they're trying to do. Uh-huh. Whereas in this, you're watching people guess what an object does or is. Uh-huh. And then that object <laughs> does not factor into the plot at all. Yeah, you're convincing me a little. I'm just, I'm just like two pages. Cut yeah. it. Right. Get out of here. Start, we'll do one sentence. And then Worf cut to Worf going, let's talk, more Sid the Hall. We came here to relax. Well, Done. The, this is the thing. It's a tape cut. Because that's the way you would get out of it is like, oh, it's comedically setting up Worf's. But I feel like probably it's what too happened long is they even put for the Worf. scene in. And then they were like, we got to do something to the scene. And so then they add the comedic element of Worf being frustrated and just wanting to drink Synthahol. But that kind of plays against... Does it say Worf grows more and more frustrated in their script? It must. Well, look. Um, in fact, I've never felt better. Why don't you have a theory about the uh, tiny soul that jumped into your forehead? Instead, you're trying to figure out what the feedback loop data matrix chemical is. Oh, we get away from Christy. But you know, Worf, you're right. Here, hold my beer. Like that's like a classic meme right there. Hold my anyway. Go ahead. 
What are you saying? You're saying yes? Jordy, Worf, and Data are seated at one of the tables. Jordy and Data are in deep conversation while Worf looks a little bored. That's about all it says. Jordy is holding uh, the storage capsule. Okay. That's how they know it's a storage capsule. Look, look, it says look. so in the script. Data is very interested in this line. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Now this is over a page. Yes. We're into a page and a half. <laughs> and then we're in... It's such a nine. Scene nine A is crazy. You know what's funny is I think there was dialogue that was cut anyway from this. <laughs> um, but then look, Jordy Torrens and waves over a waiter for another round. This is his attitude and demeanor in marked contrast to the first scene with Christy in the teaser. A smile breaks out on his face, and he confidently gets up from the table and starts to head to the bar. I think the storage caps can wait. They watch in surprise as he heads for the bar. I do think it's funny that he, they've decided to take this thing, this only piece of evidence as to where this alien on board their ship has come from. And not only are they tossing it over to Captain Picard in the bridge chair, but Data and Geordi are passing it back and forth talking about it like it's fucking show and tell in a kindergarten. But it's like this thing that they need to crack the code of. It should be in a fucking lab in engineering. That's true. And someone should be working on it. That's 100% true. Like, there's not... You aren't the only two people on the ship who can do what you do. Yeah. You're the only two people we know. Maybe throw Barkley in there. But, like, I don't know why this scene drives me so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, now maybe, war... Maybe a theme for uh, something's got, got Matt's goat? Something like that? <laughs> This is probably yellow alert. Yellow alert? That's a good it's one. like, shields are up. Shields are up, but, like, yeah. I haven't armed my photo torpedoes yet. It's fascinating. I don't know that I've seen you like this, well, about, about this kind of scene. Well, it's just, like, it's driving me crazy. Two things, right? This is clearly shot on the same day, because that's the extra who was seated with Christy in the same exact outfit. <laughs> okay? Like, if you look at the paused image, sure. they shot this on the same day. So they yeah. just moved this extra over, like, we're not going to notice. Christy's in a new outfit. Whatever. Worf now, the angry... Less talk, more synthahol. Sure. You get up and you toss this important piece of technology to Worf, uh-huh. who's now left like holding it, going like, do I drink it? Like, it's such a odd scene. And I'm, again, sorry to everyone for having to listen to me talk about it. <laughs> it's very interesting. It's like looking in a distortion of a mirror. You know, earlier I was featured. That's what she was saying in the background. I almost had a line. I, I went, I went, but I try. I tried to empathize a line, but they said, "Can you please not say anything?" <laughs> I think that's me sitting at the bar right next to Christy Henshaw. Christy, you're not leaving, are you? I was just on my way down to the arboretum. Is oh, that wait, where did she you works? find out where? Pres- pres- no, it didn't say. Oh, just unknown. Does it say is a civilian? This is like crew person or something. Crew member? She's not a crew member. I don't think she's a crew member. Here it is. Uh, crap. Femi- female civilian? Is that her? No, that's the other lady. Um, Christine Shaw. There's nothing really there. I'd like to imagine that, like, on board some of these galaxy-class starships, Just they, like... under the command of, of uh, Picard. <laughs> I would love it. Well, anyone on the ship is, right? So I would love it if Starfleet, like, was like, okay, we'll build these starships, these giant galaxy-class starships... And the United Federation is the planet president. 
mm-hmm. you know, you're familiar with him, was like, okay, look, I'm going to approve this budget, but you've got to have living quarters on board for 25 civilian people who do nothing. They must do we something. We have a housing crisis on Earth. They must do something. They so must we, like, all serve a purpose. We send like 20 people up on every starship. They're like, okay, we built that. Here's some affordable housing. <laughs> oh, I would try to get in that list so bad. What do you do? I collect comic books. <laughs> what do you, I go to the holodeck. <laughs> Do you work anywhere? No. Nope. There's yeah. no money in space. Yeah. Would you? I just, say to, the, I just say to this holodeck, uh, T, you're all gray hot, and it happens. Yeah. I saw Picard do that once. And it worked, and then I tried it, and it yeah. works for me, too. And you know what? I yeah. like it. You know, I got to tell you, I haven't tried anything but tea. Although they make it too hot for me, so I say Earl Grey, a little bit hot. <laughs> oh, like Commander Riker. <laughs> I'd love some, but I didn't think you were interested in that kind of thing. Because you fuck machines. a lot of things that you don't know about me. I didn't think you were interested in that kind of thing. What kind of smoking gun is there for Andy's theory except that? I've been that? him. He learns very quickly. Michael Dorn. What a great comedic presence. Not given uh, much to do outside of like the heavy wharf episodes, but when he's given something to do, it's a home run. It is. <sighs> Back to the thing. This guy wakes up. John Doe. We get a we get a cheat. We get a medical log for the first time, I believe, on this series. Right? Is that correct? Yeah. Patient John Doe from the emergency bio support unit. In just thirty six hours, most of his major organ systems have regenerated themselves to the point where they can now function on their own. Andy, you got to get going. Yeah. Andy's got a. Uh, that's what I meant to say. There, oh, somebody wrote me about coming to an improv show. No, or did they? I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, I do an improv show every Friday. Well. Uh, soundtrack, unless I'm working late, at UCB Franklin. And uh, first of the month, The Swarm. First Saturday of the month at 9 p.m. at UCB Sunset. Okay. Everyone go see Andy. In the meantime, you will notice no time has passed. All right, everybody. Through the magic of podcasts recording andy has already come back from his show and you missed no time it's just like you're in a you just went through some kind of time rift Mm, maybe you went through some sort of transfigurations possibly sorry i mean it's just what the title you really tied it in well Uh, you know i might not be an improviser but i'm an improverizer of podcast segues gotta go where they can now function on their own I liked how that the uh, sick bay monitor was a lot like the TOS sick bay monitor, you know, <laughs> without the cool sound. The whole body. When I first saw this guy's face, I was like, "Oh, she did a terrible job of reconstructive cosmetic surgery." Because <laughs> <laughs> you know he had been uh, blown to pieces and then was healing. Sure. Uh, well, she got she get she filled in all the holes. The, uh, He's not too facey anymore. The surgical uh, life, uh, the, the, I don't know what you'd call this thing. I don't know, what is it, this, this laser beam situation? Body. I enjoy it. Your neurofiber waves are functioning almost normally fiber again. Fiber waves. That puts you about six weeks ahead of my original schedule. It should give you and your colleagues something to talk about. You are all we've talked about since your arrival. 
I believe I'm ready for the next phase of my treatment. You are right. It is about time you stop taking up valuable bed space. Now these... What is the, what's the subtext of that joke on that guy's part? Ready for the next phase of my treatment, and he's smiling widely. Well, well, I think he he's, getting at? I think he's just delighted. Oh, God, the engine's cut out. Jordy, stop being so confident. And get down there and fix things. Um, the, uh, I think he's just uh, like being a good, genuine person, no, right? That I makes people want to fall in love with him. Stimulation for your arms and legs. They will help you to relearn how to control your muscles again. I wish someone would do that to me. Picard pops in. They never have the conversation where they say, we're going to call you John Doe. No, she calls She's just the suddenly calling she, him John for no reason. Well, she's I mean, calling him John Doe because he has no name and no I understand, memory. but it's never but called like, out. in the patient records, it has to be a John Doe. I understand, but she's calling him John as the, well, I guess they skip ahead in time. He's been there like a month at some point. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of time cuts in this. this is, I, I think this is that. the most time cuts in an episode um, that doesn't involve time travel. I agree. You've got the captain coming down and, and catching people. Flex yeah. is captain. I have your strength of will. Dr. Crusher has been keeping me informed of your progress. It's really quite extraordinary. I have an extraordinary doctor. She gave me back my life. Did she? I hope that I am worthy of her efforts. Didn't she kind of just stand there while your body repaired itself? I think it's very clear. She's done nothing. He can't remember anything. Meanwhile, uh, Riker's trying to get on that turbo lift. Hello, Commander. Miss Henshaw? Runs into some necking. Bridge. Deck six. So, you and Miss Henshaw have been seeing a lot of each other. Every night this week. Is that all? I thought you'd been walking around with that smile on your face a lot longer than that. <laughs> well, I guess I have. This... Oh, last month or so, everything seems to be going my way. I don't know what it is, but something sure has changed around here. The only thing that's changed is you. Me? I'm the same old guy I always was. If you say so. I don't remember the old Geordie having that much success with Miss Christy Henshaw. <laughs> well, maybe I am a little bit more confident than I used to be. Also, it could have been that gold glowy thing that jumped into my head earlier while the doctor watched and did nothing. No one commented. This extra gets a lot of, this nurse gets a lot of screen time. What She's credited. She has lines. I know. Oh, does she have lines? She had lines earlier in the episode. Oh, that's weird because they also had her come over to Beverly and kind of touch her and do think weird extra things where she wasn't actually saying anything to her. Yeah. Um, it, you, which is usually what they do when they want to prevent the extra from saying a line. So they have maybe to they shot it out of more. order and they were like, "Fuck, you've been in this yeah, enough. Let's give, give, it, a give her a line." line. She's like, oh, hooray! <laughs> Mom, I need $1,500. What for? Something called a Taft-Hartley. <laughs> is she from Marblehead? <laughs> she sure is. I was kayaking on the holodeck again. This is... 
<laughs> this is out of nowhere. <laughs> this, by the way, is very Chief O'Brien-y, as you will come to know him if you ever watch Deep Space Nine. Oh, really? This kind of uh, coming in in a weirdly tight sports outfit. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Having injured himself, usually with his best bud, Dr. Bashir. It's so I got to tell you, not knowing that, this, this is totally incongruous. <laughs> right, right, right. Like right. that he comes in this color, colorful outfit, the fact yeah. that he was kayaking, that yeah. is not who I thought O'Brien was up till this point. But we'll come to find out. That's pretty much who O'Brien is. There you go. You dislocated your shoulder. (sighs) Not again. Sit down. I'll get the osteotractor frame. Hi, Mom. I'm in this episode, too. 7.30 sharp. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Why would he slap him on the back that hard in sick bay? As he's holding his shoulder, yeah, it's that's uh, like the equivalent of uh, of uh, in Naked Now when Riker touches Beverly's neck just because he has to touch Beverly's neck to get the virus. King again? Yeah. Yeah, my little mom's bastard. Judge for yourself. I'm walking around. Not bad. It's almost like your mother did something. Your mom promised me a tour of the ship tomorrow. You may find this hard to believe, but sick bay can be an incredibly boring place to be. Hey, Doc! I'm dying out of here! Don't worry, my friend. You'll be all right. Beverly may not be a doctor, but I am. The pain's gone. Um, Chief, he just numbed the pain. You've just shattered every bone in your shoulder. Completely <laughs> <laughs> healed. I don't understand. What did you do? I don't know. I just touched him because the script called for it. Now this is the scene I was talking about that I think is a scene that was originally at some draft. Okay. Jean-Luc Picard. Here yes. It is. Scan on him. You've been banging this drum a lot. Yeah. And yet there's no physiological evidence to indicate that he would possess such powers. Can I ask Renee Echeverry? But then there's so much about John that's a mystery. You know, I really like him. He does have a certain charm, doesn't he? The entire medical staff has commented on it. You don't seem that charming. You seem a little taken with him yourself. Seems like a He has a Jean strength line. and serenity that I find very attractive. I feel like it'd be a weird conversation. I don't know, I don't see it. I guess I find him intriguing. It's definitely a weird conversation for Apple with Wesley. I'll give you that. that. This doesn't sound. Is this your way of asking me if I'm getting romantically involved with him? You said it. I didn't. My feelings All right. towards him aren't romantic. This is what I'll say. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely that's, that doesn't sound like Wesley. It's weird that they're having this conversation, yes. mother and son. But I also feel like it would be weird for her to have that conversation with uh, Jean-Luc. I assure I think... you it isn't. You'll see a conversation. Oh, okay, maybe. Three or seven conversations just like this. Okay, well, I'm telling you up till time. now, not having that knowledge, yeah. uh, it feels weird. I feel like this is a conversation she should be having with Deanna. Is, what is Deanna where doing is she? in this episode? Is, is she, she even off? in it? This feels like a one where she'd be pretty useful. A hundred percent. Wait, what? Is she in any of the scenes? I can't remember. I can't either. Oh, boy. Exactly. Yes, I mean, this... So would, that's more of a reason. This would track with the, like, uh, aerobic gal talk. Cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the hallway that just had a mirror at the end of it. <laughs> I mean, I know that the doctor-patient relationship can sometimes create a false sense of intimacy, but this is 
different. Why? This Mom, gag me with a spoon. Spiritual connection. I guess I'm not making any sense, am I? She's being totally unprofessional. I think I understand. Am I wrong about that? Yes. Why? Well, are you wrong that she's being unprofessional? No. I'm sorry. You're not wrong. Okay. I meant to say the opposite of what I just said. Very good. Um, but also, I think she's falling in love. Well, she is falling in love, but it's very... Like, she's saying, I know that this can happen, but this is different. It's like, no, you just said it. What's different? I will say this. So he touches Jordy, and it fixes all of Jordy's emotional issues. Yeah. <laughs> at least temporarily. Mm-hmm. And he touches Beverly, and she falls in love with him. Does that mean that Beverly's issues are all intimacy issues? But we never see any gold beam transfer between the two of them. You know what I mean? Oh, you think that was something special? Yeah, I think the gold beam, the gold uh, little flippity-floopy that went into Jordy and O'Brien's uh-huh. arm did stuff. The, oh, this isn't... Okay. But it was he not, didn't, this is not... He no, never healed her. No, Yeah, there's no okay. indication of yeah, that right. kind of thing. And again, we're in a scene where the blocking is such that, it, again, it feels like Worf is showing Captain Picard how to fire phasers. <laughs> it does look like that. So, again, now you'll target the ship here, uh-huh. of course. Uh, yes. Now, if you hit this button here, it will fire oh. torpedoes from the forward torpedo bay. Now, you that understand. That certainly sounds exciting, It Worf. is. It's very exciting. Now, we can fire a full spread from the aft tor- torpedo bay as well. We can shoot it out the back, you're saying? Yes, I'm saying we can shoot it right out the back. Uh, I was a helmsman. I don't understand these things. <laughs> uh, also, if you hit this button here, yes. Troy disappears for the length of an episode. Hmm. Did you hit it earlier? Yes, I did. I wondered. I bet you there's there's moments that we could have used her on the ship today. Look, right here, it says you were supposed to have dinner with Counselor, with uh, Dr. Beverly Crusher. Uh, I'll have dinner that'll be similar to that in three to seven episodes. Data. Why is he being all quiet about it when he comes in? Like he doesn't want Picard to hear that he was talking about the storage it's such capsule. A weird, I think there's such weird blocking back and forth. But in is this it episode. a regular director for this episode? Let me look it up. No, I looked him up. It was one of the editors. He he went on to do a lot more of uh, DS9. It was an editor who became a director? Yeah. yeah. It'd be nice to have It was a... an editor who became a director who went back to editing pretty much forever. I guess it didn't work out. Or did it? Do you go, you know what? I actually really love editing. You know what? You're right. That was a judgmental thing for me to say. It sure was, Andy. I apologize, editor man. Not everybody has your needs and desires. What if we've been going about this thing the wrong way? We've been trying to analyze its mechanical properties. What if it's a biochemical storage medium? Are you suggesting that it... No, I'm suggesting that because it's biochemical, I try to mate with it. Jordy? Look, Data, I've been very confident lately, and I, I, I can finally like, tell you. I feel like I'm really making time with the storage capsule. I've really been finally making progress. I've been getting a vibe from it all day long. Look at it. I call it Miss Henshaw. RNA like an organic cell. Well, it does contain quantities of nucleic acids. Nice. information sequences are Matt, let me ask you a question. Yeah. I have face blindness issues, so, uh, so maybe I'm wrong on this. Does Julie Warner kind of look... Like the the engineer hologram lady that 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 was that designed the Enterprise engines. No, shouldn't look Not like to her me, at all. No. Okay. Molecular patterns themselves. Doctor Leah Brahms. Leah Brahms. Scan the stores capsule. Analyze molecular sequences on nucleic acid chains. Now, computer, what would happen if I tried to have a baby with these well, chains? What do you know? <laughs> a navigational chart. It appears. 
appears that your hypothesis was correct, Jordy. I knew it. Captain! Captain, I've been thinking about this for one month, you know, while this patient's been healing and we've been mapping these stars. I think I finally got it. <laughs> Usually I figure out engineering situations in minutes. He looks annoyed, right? He's like, Jesus uh-huh. Christ, I was just learning how to fire the <laughs> phaser banks. <laughs> we've determined that the storage capsule from John Doe's escape pod contains navigational information. Can you match these stars to our charts? Computer, run transformational matrix calculations. Match navigational reference to known stars in this sector. Information on this sector is incomplete. No correlation. I'm not giving up yet. Not after coming so close to cracking this thing. I'm a little in love with that thing. That might be flight path information from John's ship, but without a frame of reference, I can't determine its origin points. Computer, assume those paths are course corrections and derive gravitational values for stellar objects near those flight paths. Navigar looks annoyed that he's like, I don't understand this part. I like talking to Worf better. This would appear to be a neutron star. Arms across. Possibly a pulsar. So, can I ask, uh, may I ask, did you you enjoy this? Because this seems like protocol heaven for Matt Myra. It's not protocol heaven. No? It's gibberish Narnia. You don't buy any of this stuff? They're talking about the, the laying over Look, of, the, uh, of the maps and the navigational the map, it's stuff. It's an incomplete and map that they have. And then it's like also like, okay, when you find a flight path and you find the point of origin and then the point of origin actually doesn't actually come into play. Uh-huh. It's like, what are we doing this for? That I agree with. It didn't seem to land in a place where it was like, oh, that's what... No, wait, doesn't it point him back to their his home world? Aren't they coming at him already anyway? Well, yes, but that they no, but they. I think they sense that they're coming, and then they come at him. I think that's the reason they come at him. Rotational time. Watching. Maybe I've forgotten. Computer. Assume these symbols are pulsars. I'm just saying I enjoyed this. Oh, okay. And I was. I'm surprised you didn't. You like some stellar cartography? I like it. I like that they. I like anything where it's like engineering detective work. I enjoy that stuff. Hmm. It values into Hmm. standard temporal notations. Computer, is there a pulsar? With a rotational period of 1.52. How could we possibly be having things? Oh, you're just filling up water or no? Putting that in there? Whose is that? What is it? Does it say Jash on it? Yeah. It's Dan Levy's. Oh, fine. <laughs> oh, Todd. I think it's clear that uh, at, what happens Sony here right is now. when I leave, yeah. he lives in here. It seems like what it was to me. <laughs> <laughs> Play noodles around on your guitars. Four four seconds within sensor range. Affirmative. Bingo. Now, computer, overlay navigational chart using referenced pulsars and project a flight path back to its origin. Flight path originated at bearing 003 mark 015. That music means they figured Distance. it out. 2.3 parsecs. That's it, Captain. That's where John Doe came from. That bearing is almost directly along our planned course, sir. Good. Good, then we can just do nothing. And that was pointless. Thank you, Data. Well, they're going back to the planet. No, I don't... I think. Well, I guess they were going in that direction anyway. That's sort of my point. It's like, well, what what was that for? Right. You're not showing me that Jordy never would have figured that out without the confidence from John Doe, because that's not the case. I think Jordy would have gotten there. And you're not showing me that... uh, this technology is super advanced. You're just showing me that it's different. You're like it's just like you're not giving me anything new, Matt. You're really, you really making me feel bad about my favorite episode, Transfiguration. Oh no, Andy, I'm sorry. 
All right. Is your name Renee? Echeverria. <laughs> Uh, hey, we found your home. You should go there. Well, who's Jeffrey Glazer, and why is he calling me? Good old Jeffrey Glazer. It just hung up. <laughs> but I do know you must not take me back. Not yet. We'll not arrive in your star system for at least three weeks. That will give us plenty of time to discuss this further. Hopefully by then you will have regained more of your memory. Right, of course, Captain. I apologize for my outburst. Usually I'm so charming, everyone in sickbay says so. It's understandable. Should I tell him you murdered Look all those Look at her batting her eyes at him. Huh? What, what, what? So what was your bit? Oh, was Mine was not as good. Should I tell him you murdered all those seals? Like, that's what he's wanted for? <laughs> he was just <laughs> hunting seals on his planet? I can't help it. I love their pelts. <laughs> I'm so warm. Things to stretch on without end. What is this outfit? I agree. I think you should have just kept him in the scrubs, right? You know, what was the, um, I think this was before both of our times, so I don't even remember. It was about a sea captain ghost who's living with a lady. (laughs) Oh, the ghost and Mrs. Mrs. Muir. Muir. Yes. 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 I, I, my memory is that that was the kind that of was outfit the you wore. Take it some other time. It definitely looks like this something. This is your first day out of sick bay, and I don't want you to overexert yourself. I've dressed you in an all-white, full-body sweater outfit. Looks like an ideal place to rest. My thoughts exactly. Some orange shoes. <laughs> Do you think it was like a here? Have a look through the rep the, the clothing replicator. And choose whatever you'd like. And he stopped at number one. <laughs> oh, that, that's just the template. Then that's, you choose you layer your, things on I want this. No, this is the one. <laughs> but it's one piece. Just look at one more, John. Okay. This one has a turtleneck. Yes. All right. Truly remarkable. What is? These people... They're all so different from one another, and yet they work together freely. That surprises you. It is new to me. My people are different somehow. If only I could remember. Yesterday. You know, sometimes, uh, John, when, when I have relations with a human being sitting across from me, that brings my memory back. Are you sure, Doctor? Yes, yes, I think that's medically accurate. Let's go to my son's quarters. For one, I have some stands I'd like to do on you. You mean the energy pulse? Yes, for that moment, my purpose seemed clear. And then it was gone. Oh, well, take me to the holodeck. That sounds fun. I'm being a vessel on long-range scanners. It is coming from sector 9569. So here's the situation, right? They have not altered their course in any way, shape, or form. Yes? They've not altered their course. Uh Uh-huh. They're just like, oh, we'll be there in like three weeks. Right now we're busy with this thing, and we'll get you there. And then this happens, sir. There's a course, there's a ship on an intercept course. You've convinced me. Thank you. Impossible to identify at this distance. However, it is on an intercept course. Captain. The ship is traveling at warp 9.72. 
9.72. Talk about a humana humana. Time to And they go 9.65? That's their, like, cruising, top cruising speed. They can push it. Oh, they can. Yeah, a little faster than that. Hours, 53 minutes. Try and hail them, Mr. Wolf. Invite them for response, T. Hailing frequencies open. Keep monitoring their approach. Repeat the hail every half an Mike hour. Mike Mann Bye, writes sir. us. Whoever they are, they're in a big hurry to get here. <laughs> that, he shoots him. Such a stink eye there. Yeah, it's like, no shit. <laughs> is that what Ricard is thinking? Like, that's what I think. It's like, yeah, no yeah. shit. I got it. No, oh, because of the fact that they're traveling really, really fast at us. <laughs> Thanks, Commander Riker. Hey, John, could you touch Commander Riker's head? Uh, so I, I guess as the ship's getting closer, he's getting more frustrated or something. Room four. Very agitated. Oh, she did have a line. That was a. Oh no, was that, that was another. Line? That was an no, additional sorry, line. Same see. person. Same person. I think. John, I tell me. Think I'm allergic to sweaters. Much worse. Should I get something for the pain? No, the readings are fluctuating too wildly. But get him a belt or something. His entire cell structure is transforming. I have to leave, Beverly. John, where do you have to go? I must get off this ship. That's impossible. Not in your condition. I must. Weird. He's turning yellow. So then he just glows and runs, and then we run into this scene, which is a great, great, great slow-mo stunt in the shuttle bay. I think this is the Elbaz shuttle pod. John, listen to me. You must come down. This, this up music, this framing, this All weird. situation yes. is the pinnacle of 80s sci-fi slash like hour-long action i don't disagree with that like but also like this i would see in like a macgyver episode or something you know, you know what, what i mean it's like of? one hour long and i bet you're gonna agree with me it reminds me of v this yeah sequence. yeah 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 but it's like it's like so poorly yeah i don't know just like all right we this is, this is the only place we can fit the camera let's this just do framed, it here uh, like this uh that gonna be okay should we should i go ask rick berman no no he's probably busy yeah, this is fine I'll try to help you. Step away from the controls. I am Worf. Is there any other security except Worf there? Look, you throw the chief of security up there, I think what's going to happen is success on the part of the criminal. (laughs) Get back. Please stay away. Worf is... I have no wish to harm you, but you must return to sickness. There's no issue with him advancing on him. Do not come any closer. Oh, what is happening to me? It's a little bit like he does a dive off. Worf has broken his back in the series more than once. Is that true? Yeah. Mm. Seems to be his go-to, their go-to Worf injury from here on out. Here's a question. Yeah, what's up? My take was... This is, I think, a classic, like, well, whatever we need him to do at that moment. But uh, mm-hmm. my take was that uh, Klingons would survive a fall like that. What is that, like 20 feet? 20 feet onto his multiple vertebrae back that has, like, armor plating of, of bones. I, yeah. I, I, I tend to agree a little bit with you. Okay. But, you know, Klingons have redundant organs. That's, so that's pretty cool. 
Like, you know, you break one, you puncture one set of lungs, there's another in there. Cool. No life signs. That was quick. Former resuscitation team. I have a code seven in Shuttle Bay 2. Transporter room, stand by. Hold it. No, don't. <laughs> you, you sure, Doc? Because <laughs> he just <laughs> killed my boss. <laughs> He's making him glow. He's going to make him confident like Jordy. Oh, and a lot. It's from this episode forward that Worf became an interesting character. <laughs> that would be an amazing theory. Oh, I hope that's true. I can't believe it. I couldn't have done this. What's up? There's no trace of injury. Did we catch him? Am I in prison? Captain's log. Nothing has happened. Why? You go to 33. You pass 33. What is happening? Oh, God, no. I can okay. get there. No, I don't know. We can watch whatever you want. It's like we can get to it. Point is, time. I... The rate of metamorphosis Nothing's happening. So, yes, let's go to 33. Here we are. John. I really want to thank you. Oh, for saving life of your close friend? <laughs> I don't know how or even why, but down on the planet, you gave me something. A new confidence. Oh, so you're just thanking me for doing well with women. <laughs> Perhaps I only helped you find something you already had. All right, I'll play this game. I had none of that. <laughs> That's sort of That's, what he's doing, He right? chooses that moment to thank him? That's crazy. Oh. Worf just almost died. Oh, it's insane. But was healed fully and Worf back on the bridge. Like, you know, completely healed. I think yeah. I think you're okay to thank him. Uh, you brought Worf back to life, but let me just address what, this what now. What I'd be more impressed about. I have been chasing this lady on board for <laughs> so long. And I had a lot of blocks because I wasn't sure if I wanted her or the machines behind her. Let's just say I have finally touched a woman. And thank you, John, for allowing that to happen. Uh, Mr. LaForge, there's a ship bearing down on us at warp 975. We have no idea what it is. Do you want to get back to the engineering station? Yeah, well, one second. But thanks, man. <laughs> Worf, um, not Worf, Jor- uh, LeVar Burton. Well, I, was, I was really way off with Worf. Uh, well, Worf LeVar just, Burton. We were just talking about well, look at this dad. guy, by the way. That's another one that's a kind of good By the way, why couldn't that be Wesley? Uh, that's very strange. There's another guy at Helm. Who's really, I gotta say, in this scene, everybody check him out, uh, especially at 3911. Um, this guy. Never forget. Is a. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a Secunda school specific acting <laughs> master. This guy is engaged. He's. Uh, oh, I like how he's you said like, engaged. He's drawing too. focus. Yeah. He's really like. That guy is. Really aggressively at hell. <laughs> He's like really making the best of this not season one uniform, but different because it doesn't have the piping and it does have the Mandarin collar, but it seems to be much tighter than the main casts and has but a zipper down the center. It doesn't seem like it's ill-fitting, though. Do you think they just made some changes to a season one uniform? Uh, you know, this feels like a coolie. Do you want to get him on the horn? Opening hail frequencies. <laughs> He'll just... Tell us next week. <laughs> um, uh, Troy is back on the bridge. Okay. Okay. This is a fully occupied. So Troy is here. That's crackers. That scene a hundred percent should have been between her and uh, and Beverly. Maybe, maybe, maybe Marina had like uh, to leave the country at some point to like some kind of some kind of like. Some I'm kind. sorry. I, I, my my football club needs me to root for them. Is she an American citizen? She is now. Yeah. Well, because of working. <laughs> <laughs> 
Or is that not the because way it works? Because of working? No, that doesn't count. No, she doesn't work she, like mar- that. she married into it. I don't even think that's it. I think she probably just <laughs> she was applied, knighted. She applied for citizenship and, 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 oh, and right. was granted it because uh, I didn't mean to cast aspersions on your citizenship. Well, I feel anything. like you really did there. I and, apologize. Uh, as a result, you're dead to her. Anyway, just, just, just for your own pleasure, look you at Andy look Secunda's at thirty-nine eleven specific, specific school of acting guy. It is. Uh, it's not at thirty nine eleven. When he oh no, it's huh? at thirty. Well, when you first see him, it's the wide shot right after LaForge. Thanks, John. Sure. At the inappropriate moment, I think it's when he's reacting. Is at thirty nine eleven? But whatever. <laughs> he just like turned, head stopped, looking at Brent Spiner. It's, look at how how he's fucking. He is in it. Pretending to press buttons right. Bring us to one zero three. Did he just look at the camera? Did he? Did he? I, I think he just mugged. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he flared that lens. I think he looked up at the fucking view screen, right? I don't know. Maybe. Oh yeah, I guess you could argue that. One mark, one one four. Ratio. He doesn't even say I, sir. Slow to one third impulse power. I, sir. No, all right, fair enough. Yeah, he's looking at the screen. Although is that one? Although I think at that second look up, he did not. He just he. I think he fucking flared the lens. Let's see. Mark zero two five. Mr. Wolf, hail. Wait, wait. It's so he he finds the, his sight line here, right? Okay, so that's I the first one. They're all on this yeah, sight line, right. whatever okay. this is. Oh, he, he did right there, right before. <laughs> that's so funny. I've never seen anyone's eyes look directly in the camera like that so on Star Trek. One third impulse power. Bring us to one zero three mark zero two five. Mister Wolf, hail the alien. Ah! He is looking di- right down the barrel. Oh, that is amazing. I, you know, because you can't screenshot fucking Netflix. I'm going to. Oh my god! If that's not this guy's fucking. Um, oh, that guy! You just failed your second school specific acting course. And you know my what, friend. guys? I got to tell you, I was I was touting you. I was saying you were doing a great job drawing focus, making it too too involved. And well, then, no, I think it did a great job because it took you and I repeat viewings in succession to catch it. Oh, that's a bit. I disagree, Matt. As 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 the as the, Boy, the dean of Andrew Secunda School specific acting, <laughs> this guy just blew it. Andy, if I had control to someone's Instagram account, there'd be a great photo to share of this gentleman flaring the. Here. Someday, buddy. Someday. <laughs> they continue to ignore our hail, sir. <laughs> That's amazing. He looks right into the camera. On top of which, they already established that's not the eye line. They already established that the screen. Well, is literally, <laughs> the picture, the the image I took is that every everybody else is looking. Human being somewhere else is looking at one spot, and he is looking. Hey, I wonder if this guy has a name. I mean, yeah, I assume he has a name. <laughs> <laughs> he looks photoshopped in now. Our hail, Captain, on screen. It is it's kind of exciting in a dumb way. You know him? Yes. I don't His know name how, is Bart. He's dangerous. What do, you th- what do you think about the choke beam they have? <laughs> what is he accused? He is a disruptive influence. He spreads lies. He encourages it's kind dissent. of a genius thing. The natural order it's something of that Starfleet should have. In what way? That is not your concern. Something I'm happened between us. He was mean. Tactical analysis. The Zalconian ship has a formidable armament. Their weaponry is comparable to ours. They're as fast as the Enterprise and probably just as maneuverable. 
But they don't have a saucer section. Mr. LaForge, prepare to uncouple. I don't know if it's the right time, sir. Yes, I think it's going to be good. I'll go this way, you go that way. He won't know which half the ship is on. Is the helmsman a command division? He is. Okay. Sunad's hatred for John was evident. Uh-huh, thank you, but there's Deanna. something else. What else is it, Deanna? Zalconians are afraid of John. Oh, finally, useful information. Oh, Counselor, Doctor, John, I want you to join us. Mr. Data, you have the bridge. Mr. Wolf, stay at tactical. Count any move the Zalconian makes. Aye, sir. We are going to the Arboretum. I'd like to show you a new tree. Boy, if Andy was paying attention, he would have laughed. What do you think, guys? I'm sorry. I, I think <laughs> I've come upon something. This, this guy's name is Doug Drexler. Doug, who's at Helm, and there's a whole thing that's that's going on with him. What do you mean? I don't know. He describe what you mean by a whole thing going on. He ran a f- small fan base Star Trek store in Manhattan that in the mid seventies. Pretty cool. Okay, so he got this like he knew the, through the production. Like they were like, John, you've been so faithful Excellent. to the brand. Probably the two biggest Star Trek fans in New York City. Uh huh. Um, of course, there were connections. Mm-hmm. Barely a place to stay, and only by sheer chutzpah. Did we finally manage to get onto the lot, tiptoe to the Star Trek art department, um, talk to some designers? It was probably a routine meeting with two Trek geeks with a decisive moment in my career. Suddenly realized that there was actually a paying job for people like us. Oh, wait, he he was a designer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, makeup artist on The Hunger... Um, this is all too long. I apologize. So basically... Doug Drexler, visual effects artist, Doug Drexler. Yeah, I think he was more of a visual effects artist, and I don't. I haven't figured out why he was on Transfigurations yet. So you can go on. <laughs> is it on him, though? It's definitely him. You're 100% sure? I'll show it to you. He's 65 years old. He's collaborated with such ta- talents as Al Pacino... And Andy, Andy I think your face, your, face, your, face, your face blindness has kicked in. You, what? That's not him. You're telling me this isn't hit that guy? No. Look at how much hair he has. What? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Andy, your face blindness is you're right. destroyed us all. I'm sorry that I... <sighs> I don't know, but here. What about here? What about there? Oh, sure there it looks like him. It done? looks like him right there. That looks like him. Wait a so go up. Who's that? Who's that? They'll have a picture of Scroll him in the up. episode. Just calm down. Because what if that's a different guy? Then that's it. It'll be at the bottom. They'll have pictures of him. All right. So Andy and I have established that it uh, <laughs> that it was Doug Drexler's intent forward, right? In the episode, my apologies past. to Doug Drexler if we uh, cast any aspersions on him po- possibly handing in a subpar he, performance. It think? was not him; it was uh, someone else, and we're having trouble figuring out who it was at helm. Of course, it wasn't Doug because Doug has an Academy Award, and literally no one who's been to Andy Secunda's School of Specific Acting. <laughs> Has an Academy Award under their belt. Speaking on behalf of Andy Skinner's <laughs> School of Specific Acting, we are very offended. <laughs> but proud, if because there, your job is to blend in. You know what? If there were Academy Awards for the unseen side characters of television and I film, we would have won all of them collectively. They make serious accusations against you. Their accusations may be true, I don't know. I don't believe that I am a criminal. Understand the difficult position in which I'm placed. No, because you're sitting. You look very comfortable. Ha 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 ha, Matt, you're so funny. I'm your co host. I listen to things you say while we're podcasting. I heard that one. <laughs> 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 that 
that silence uh, was perfectly placed. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, guys, this is teamwork, you know? Someone's got to set a pick, the other one's got to hit the layup. Completely. And I refuse to. By the way, I just want to point out that the actor has his hand in space. When he's talking to Captain Picard, his hand is literally out of the ship. That's <laughs> crazy. No, that must be a... Um, listening? I don't know. It must be like in front of the shield, like inside the shield. Uh, is it a shield or is it's it... It's a force field, but no. That's, he's, he's pretty much got his hand in space. Crazy. Who told you? They make serious accusations against you. Yes, but look, you see, my hand is in Their space right now and I'm fine. True, I don't know. <laughs> I don't believe that I am a criminal. I understand the difficult position in which I'm placed. Completely. And I refuse to place your ship in danger. So, I would like to be beamed into space. I will surrender to them. But I am convinced there is more at stake here than my life. There's something important I must complete. My survival is vital. Hmm. Well, I'm bored. Territory <laughs> holding a Federation citizen. I will. That's another thing I was going to say. Worf getting Worf almost fake dying, and then and then getting uh, almost fake dying. He for sure fake died. died. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Dorn. Is it? Yeah. Dorn. Yeah. Um, successfully fake dying, <laughs> and then coming back to life. I was like, all right, let's see where it goes. Right after that. I'm like, I am checked out of this episode. I'm, uh, this is boring now. Oh, it, I'm just waiting then it puts, for... Because what happens... I'll tell you what's interesting about okay. this. After that moment in the show, yeah. this episode becomes the episode we thought it was. It becomes the fugitive right. who is feared by their people. Who uh, The last seven minutes of the show have already happened four times over this course of the series. A hundred percent. And they and they then now they start the should we save the alien from his own people yes. argument, which is we've in, had it in like five different episodes. We know. Yeah. Uh our purpose is to establish peaceful relations with the civil Now he's doing some side acting here. We're into the into the area that uh that Andy wanted us to specifically look for prior to him flaring the uh Lens there. Let's we encounter. We do not want relations with you. If that is your wish, we will respect it. We simply want you to leave Zalconian space as soon as you return the criminal. Commander, we will leave. It is not our policy to intervene in the affairs of other cultures. But before I return the survivor to you, might I have my helmsman stare at you? <laughs> I would appreciate a more detailed explanation. Look at, that. Look at how engaged he is. I love it. He's like, oh my god, the captain's coming over. Is he going to kiss me? I'm going to turn around and really react to this. I said it is not your concern. Agreed. However, there are circumstances of which you may be unaware. The survivor has suffered a memory loss. He's therefore ill-equipped to defend himself against your accusations. There is no defense. Our judgment is final. There's something else. Since his recovery, he's manifested unusual abilities. Such clear... ADR. What kind of abilities? There's something else. He apparently had the power to heal injuries with a simple touch. Lies. And even to reverse death itself. Obviously, he has corrupted you as well. I see I'm wasting my time. Is it this guy? Unleash the... Yes. That guy was in Naked Now. It is... Uh, 
It is Tim McCormick. Tim, that is you crushed it. Tim, you are the one who looked right in, and that's him some too. Some of right? the finest extras casting I've ever seen in my life. Oops, oops, oops. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. And I remember him in Naked Now. I remember By the him way, doing some crazy stuff. Sitting in, in the center of this photo on the bridge of the Enterprise, that totally looks like Scott Adsit, doesn't it? <laughs> it does look like Scott Adsit. Um, yeah. Any All right. So it's Tim McCormick. Other than the fact that he went to he's school a Hollywood-based actor. We act, could meet him to acting school uh, in the Valley. Who with appeared Andy? as a regular background actor in the role of Vincent Bennett throughout the first four years of Star Trek: Next Generation, which <laughs> it ended roughly. No, it's been another season. Uh, McCormick was also the main stand-in for Data, Brent, Brent Spiner. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, he portrayed a dead body in the fifth season episode Ethics in 1992. Oh, that's a good one. It's not. Um, he's in. Clues, other stand-in work, uh, stand-in work. So this beam, what does this do? This he's in a ton of them. Look at this list of episodes this guy was in. Oh well, guess what? You know what? If that's the case, Tim, no looking at the camera. I mean, it's on the editors for leaving it in, but I'm sure they were looking at everybody else in the scene. Well, not us. I don't don't want to dress you. I'm sure these people. I apologize. I'm sure these people in 1990 had to know that eventually there'd be a podcast dissecting every second (laughs) of this episode. Yes, it's more on us than it is on him. (laughs) It's totally. He was also in the Miami Vice episode, The Lost Madonna. Oh, that's one of the best. Directed by Chip Chalmers. Oh, Chippy Chalmers. (laughs) Chippy Chippy Chalmers. He also was a regular background actor in the uh, television series The Colbys. I don't know that. It was a spinoff of Dynasty. Oh wow. Weapons. With Ricardo Montalban. We didn't discuss this choke weapon that I have so many questions about. What yes. does it do? Yeah. Who does it affect? It's Why impressive. don't we see Data doing stuff? And they can they can get you... You mean choking? No. Why don't we see Data like get up and start firing weapons? That is true. And uh, it somehow gets through shields, right? Or their shields down. No, it gets through shields. It's this crazy choke, town. This choke device needs more explanations. You will no longer harm these people, Sunad. By the way, and then what happens here? Does he just become a god? Fire upon see. that ship. <laughs> yeah. Kind of cues out way, right here. No one is surprised That's on board true. his ship. <laughs> That's bad Skunda School specific acting there, too, guys. Come on, come on. Get it together. Someone should react in that shot. Am I crazy? Yes, 100%. We just fired a weapon and the captain just dis- literally disappeared. I mean, in fairness, that's maybe on the director because someone should have said, uh, and then this guy beams right out. So someone should go like, oh, no. You guys should react, possibly yeah. cut the transmission, and then we're just looking at the ship. That's okay, too. Uh, but uh, we're going to need something from you yeah. guys. Kill him, captain. He's evil. You could learn from these people, Sunad. They do not fear me. They don't know how dangerous you are. Even you though you're and the dressed like ridiculously. You. That is what you and the other leaders have See, I wanted a third cheek ridge. But it is not true. As the final stage of his Captain, body turning into pure energy. Of a wondrous evolutionary change. Okay, they change into now energy. Now we're talking about all mutants. And then it just like becomes this thing. The and then time. he just turns into white, by the way, which I love. Here's my, my favorite part about this. Andy? Yes. Do you... I want to know if you have any thoughts on this scene right here anything that stuck out to you while you were watching it just as a as a as a person who uh, also works in television and makes television what did you did anything stick out to you in here he's wearing a full body suit and Mm -hmm. it's the simplest effect that ever is known to man close i mean you're not gonna you know i'll just play a little bit they're not looking at him no they're looking at him what's your issue there's nothing to fear my issue is 
they clearly are just using the audio they captured on stage because he's talking through cloth. <laughs> oh, interesting. You can join me. All Zalconians can. Let me show you. Don't touch me. As you wish. I can make you but confident. Now that you can no longer prevent me from telling them the truth. You can no longer prevent You'll know how to pick up women, finally. Bye. Sunad is back aboard the Zalconian vessel, Captain. In nine pieces. I don't like this ship. You often like the side ships. This it looks ship like, is it real looks boring. CG. Looks like a looks like a looks like a uh, an electric razor. Maybe it was. Huh. This is the most, but like unitard, <laughs> including face uh, outfit this, I've ever this, seen. Look, 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 you even see the They really did this in like ten minutes. <laughs> and now he's going to talk through it. Yeah. and They're going to keep the audio. Look, don't worry. Like, when we make it glow, you won't be able to see any of these imperfections. Right. Mark on a new realm. You're so right. Thanks to you, it is our mission to seek out life in all forms. We are privileged to have been present at the emergence of a new species. Beverly, you gave me life. Beverly, I'm speaking to you. It's like when you're a kid and you put your fucking sweatshirt over your face and start talking. I do not have the words for my gratitude. I will always love you, brother. I sorrow at leaving you. But someday you're gonna make it with a ghost, and that ghost might be me. We. <laughs> <laughs> this exhale from Picard is like, thank God. It's not even. For, it's, it's from Patrick Stewart. It's like, what the fuck <laughs> did I <laughs> sign up for? Are we done with this episode yet, guys? We. Gotta go, Jordy. It, it jumps into Jordy. <laughs> you know what I loved when this goes through the dome. If he forgot to to uh, sort of dematerialize and it just smashed, and they all got sucked into space. Or he just uh, it thudded and went back to the ground. <laughs> oh, what is that made out of? That is much more oh, solid than I thought. Ouch! You know, I thought it was like the observation lounge where I could just put my hand out. I there. mean, luckily I can heal myself instantly. But. All right, Andy, it's time for you to play some sound cues. Let me just get back to my computer. I was having so much fun watching. There it is. Transconfigurate. Transfigurations. Transconfigurations. Transcontinental figurations. Transconfigurations. There's no answer to this. Well, no one does anything on this episode. Yeah, you really want to give it to him. Nobody does anything. Will it be Data, Riker, Troy, Dr. Crusher? And we're in season three. Hey, Anders Peterson, if you want to... Uh... No, I like it because it rhymes. I know. Well, can he come up with another rhyme for three? It's not possible. <laughs> I feel like he could. Anyway, if you want to send us a new one, um, I think you did a great job originally. Be... All right, whatever you want to do. I mean, look, I'm not asking for more. Okay, look, I'm asking uh, for less. Is anyone doing anything? Does anyone do anything to solve it at no. the end? 
literally. What about at the beginning before he comes on board? Nothing is happening. They're drinking, right? Uh huh. Picard can't. They make some decision about beaming somebody down. Do you want to give it to Jordy for for successfully kissing Julie Warner? <laughs> For uh, kissing a human lady for a change. I mean, not, for finally succeeding not a machine. in something and then finding perhaps some companionship for once. I mean, look, literally not one person on this ship does anything remotely related to the plot. Should we give John it- Doe is the only active character in this entire thing. It's clear that Crusher is not healing him because he has these powers, right? Uh-huh. He, she doesn't even get to fix Chief O'Brien's shoulder. John Doe does it. It's crazy. They don't. They don't go to the home world. Uh-huh. They the ships come to them. Yeah. It's they don't even beam this captain over. John Doe does that. Yeah. To finally reason with this guy, they they no one does anything. So the answer to this question. Yes, it's Jordy LaForge for finally, for finally. Uh, Wait a minute, getting the courage to speak to. Oh Ms. right, Henshaw. you're saying because even with the even with the data capsule, uh, nothing it nothing pointless. is accomplished. That was from po- it. completely pointless. Right. Worf tries to do his job but falls and kills himself. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the only person who tries to do anything dies. <laughs> true this is the worst mvc episode i've ever seen in my life yeah and we're giving it to jordy okay um the only other option is bennett <laughs> we could give it to bennett think, he, he at think, least ran the helm correctly everyone, even if he wasn't looking he was looking right into the camera <laughs> do you think that everyone at home is like annoyed at us for not giving it to crusher like thinking that she somehow had some active role in this she did not everyone i mean that's absurd if you think it's crusher then you're crazy i would accept one of the side characters for just doing their regular um enterprise job more yeah. than that whoever whoever's downstairs that makes sure in like deck 36 that makes sure the ship doesn't constantly blow up that guy gets it. Well, why not Bennett? Bennett, we saw running the helm. Yeah, he, but I don't like the side eye he was giving the captain. When the captain was true. in the midst of negotiating did the some very do delicate anything? things. No, Brad Arrington gets very mad about these things. Nothing. By the way, he's been trying to get get us to change our vote on Jordy from several episodes ago. Like why? Because he didn't think it was Jordy. No, he thought it was uh, Brad. No, he wanted us. To, he wanted us to give it to Jordy. We gave it to somebody else. Oh, Brad, this you're not. The list is not for you. <laughs> This, this is not a list of your MVCs. Brad. Don't antagonize him. No, He's no, no. doing all of our stats. <laughs> no, listen. Brad should have his own. <laughs> Brad, you can have. Here's the thing. Brad, you may have your own column. In in the vote? Yeah. But does it count into the final things? We can do two votes. The, the Matt and Andy vote and the Matt and Andy Brad vote. Okay, fair enough. Brad, you get to choose Jordy when you need to choose Jordy. I know that our sh- ship engines have cut out here again, but it's just because we don't have a valuable crew member like Jordy LaForge. <laughs> Well, in the meantime, uh, let's get to the next stage. The Andes. Oh. We're working on it. Okay. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, after all of our complaints, uh, my instinct, of course, logically is to go low. <laughs> but I really enjoyed how stupid this episode was. So <laughs> you, thought, you thought it was, I'm uh, fire the engines back up here. Sorry, I kind everybody. of, uh, now I'm a little bit torn. Or is it, did I just, we just had fun talking about it. Well, I think we just had fun as friends who sit down and talk about Star Trek occasionally. So it's not really the episode itself. No, I'm trying, you know what I try Wait to judge second. it on? New idea for season four. What's that? We 
give the this episode Andy's, and then we give our self Andy's on how we did at the podcast. <laughs> it's not our place, Matt. You guys can give us Andy's. No, no, don't give oh, them power. Matt doesn't want Andy's. They're gonna give us zero Andy's, and then determine the most valuable crew member for every episode. Oh boy! <laughs> I mean, technically, you'd never hear it if I didn't exist. <laughs> what do you mean, uh, Andy? Can you post the podcast for us? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Well, this would be on off, uh, you know, online. This wouldn't be. Uh, what would what what would be online? Wait, are you saying? Oh, you're you're saying, saying you're, oh, you're always, always the, the most valuable. valuable I see. Otherwise, it, the 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 podcast never gets out. If yeah, our mission, if can't. our mission is no, to go right. out, I can't then, disagree with that. You know, I'm the Geordie LaForge of this week. It's true. <laughs> oh well, Andy, you're the you're the Geordie of our hearts. <laughs> um. Okay, well then, so we had fun talking about. It. You know what? You know what I try to judge it on is when I was watching it, mm-hmm. even if it was bad, how engaged was I? That's what I usually try. Well, and you said it yourself. It. You shut down as soon as the wharf went down and nothing happened. That's a lot. That's at least halfway into the episode. That's though. true. Huh. I like the day-to-day life glimpses that we get. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many missteps in this episode, mm-hmm. and it doesn't add up to that much. But, you know, I guess I was engaged for a certain amount of time. I'm going to give it two and a half. I think I said before we started this episode that I was going to give it four, and that Uh was way too high. Okay. I think I'm with Andy, but not as with Andy. Three. Three. Okay. Now, you know what? Two and a half. I'm with you. I think it's two and a half. Okay. It's really like such a nothing. This episode, I hate to borrow a phrase from people in the news who are talking heads. This is a nothing burger. This whole episode <laughs> is a big nothing burger. <laughs> I feel like we've seen more nothing burgers, though. Uh, but hopefully we gave those lower ratings. It'll be very interesting when all is said and done, yeah, when just we to, like, look take at a look the comparison. And see. All right, everybody. It's the time some of us have been waiting for. It's time to watch the trailer for next week's episode, which is the best of both worlds. I think this is about them going to one vacation planet, and then they don't like it, and they go to another vacation planet, but they really enjoy the best meals on both of them. So what they do is they go to Space Postmates and have both <laughs> of the places bring them food. <laughs> I've done that. They're the most powerful force in the universe. Now the Borg have the most destructive plan ever to conquer the human race. You have committed acts of aggression against the United Federation of Planets. Target one, the Enterprise. Directed, Death Knight. Jordy, evacuate engineering. Target two, Captain Picard. It's crazy. We would rather die. The final target, Earth. On the next exciting episode, Star Trek. They were going all out in that trailer. Do you think the people who made the trailers were like, "We're gonna finally do something cool. We're gonna we're gonna really make our own story in this trailer." Oh, finally, we get to say something. Um, Next week on Transfigurations. <laughs> this is gonna be really interesting for me to see because I have seen this. Yeah, but now you see it, and now you've gotten to know with these all the context. Over, yeah, over nearly four seasons, it'll be really interesting. Well, over three full seasons. So very exciting! Everyone, tune in next week for a very special episode, "The Best of Both Worlds," Part One, starring Andrew Secunda. I uh, can't wait for it. Secundus of Borg, finally. Uh, Secundus of Borg will be really. Borgen out. What? <laughs> we are Secundus of Borg. We require food. 
That's it. We must collectively agree on one place to eat. <laughs> this will take a while. We wonder where best pizza is. Hold on. <laughs> I'm yelping, but yelping is undependable, so I'm going to have to cross-reference. Accessing, 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 accessing. <laughs> That's how they defeat the Borg if it's all Andes. Sure. They say, hello, Borg. We'd like to order some food for you. What would you like? Hmm. <laughs> All right, just give me a minute. <laughs> have to think this over. Mm. What's the best restaurant in this sector? Looking at Jonathan Gold. Just give me a few more minutes. Oh. <laughs> well, guys, tune in for more of that fun next week, but better. Disengage. Uh.